Hey guys, welcome to part two of our super exciting Halloween episode. Um, like I said in part one, I'm going to start this episode with um, our interview with my mom. I'm very excited <laughs> that we got to add this on here and I'm really stoked that you guys get to experience this with us. Um, but yeah, yeah we were guys, so excited. It was, it was, it was so great. Um, and just this episode was really fun all around. So I hope you guys enjoyed part one. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed part two. Uh, we're not, obviously we're not doing the regular intro. Um, we do do the outro for like the information and stuff, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. Enjoy the interview. Uh, enjoy the other portion of the episode and have a great Halloween guys. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Oh my god, I'm so excited right now. I have my literal mom with me. Hi, so mom. Exciting. Hi. How are you? Thank you for coming on. I'm I good. appreciate it. I it's it's a real honor. Absolutely. I'm a little nervous. I've never done a podcast. <laughs> oh, that's okay. We'll we'll basically just have a conversation. Um very informal but we're yeah. we're super excited to have mama simer here today it's i know i'm really exciting. like i'm super excited because my mom is the one that showed me all these scary movies when i was a kid and like she's the person that i talk to about she dude she'll text she texts me all the time about did you see this trailer or did you see that trailer and i have to admit like <laughs> well, usually when I'm she does i'm like it looks really so dumb well yeah, I still, you like, do Actually, when I say, oh, this looks, this one's going to be good. This one's going to be good. No, it's going to be stupid, mom. <laughs> and I have to say, you're probably yeah. <laughs> mostly right. <laughs> yeah, it, that's oh, the man. thing. Like, we'll get excited about a new scary movie. Or, like, I'll say it looks good. And then, like, we start hearing about it. Or I'll go to see it or whatever. And it was totally dumb. Like, The Nun. I think that was yeah. the last scary movie I saw with you, mom, was The Nun. Yeah. I mean, it had some good parts, yeah. but, and that's the problem is you get the trailer, which is all the good parts. And then you go see it and it's like, okay, well, we could have just watched the trailer several times and been just as entertained. <laughs> I like that. Um, I finally saw the Scream trailer yesterday. Did you? Dude, I told you it actually looks pretty dope, right? It does actually. It looks great. And I was with, um, I saw it ahead of Dune in the theaters yesterday. My friend I was there to see Dune with, like, didn't know that movie was coming out. Oh, she that's looked weird. pretty stoked. Yeah, she, so she's kind of my barometer. So, because um, she likes this stuff, but she doesn't like follow entertainment. Oh, yeah. Much. So she's not going to be in the know. Yeah, she had no idea it was coming. Um, sorry, Cam, I love you, but you're not, you're not in the know. But yeah, so she's my barometer, right? If she feels like she's excited about it, then I'm like, all right, it probably did look good then. I don't know. I can't <laughs> tell because it's a scary movie. So, mom, because you have like, good, because that I will, I will go see that with you. Um, but I'm, I'm anxious to know what's on your list. Cause I, I peeked a little bit and talked to you, um, about it yesterday. And she said, uh, Andrew's Blair Witch was almost on her list. <laughs> it was, it was almost on there and only because of, you know, it it's just the first of its kind, and nobody'd seen anything like that really before. And I have always been afraid of the woods anyway, so I thought it was done very well. I mean, and of course, people look at it, oh, it's so cheesy, blah blah blah. But you know, again, all in your taste. And I thought it was done really well. I did not see the the follow up movies or the sequels, so I don't know about that, but it did almost make it. 
I like Afraid of the Woods. That's kind of a new one. Yeah. I'm like Afraid of the Ocean, Afraid of the Dark or the Basement, but Afraid of the Woods is definitely a new one. I like that. I empathize. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I am too. I, it's, yeah, well, it's just, you know, it's there's you can't see. It's creepy. I mean, it just, you know. I thought it was done well. I, I did like it, but that it, it didn't make my top three. And I actually had a, a hard time choosing my top three because there's so many, di- you know, there's the classics, there's the, the slashers, there's, I mean, there's so many different categories in the horror genre that it's hard to pick, like, what are my actual top three? Because it might be top three in this category, but it's a different kind of horror. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was, see, that was our, that was our problem when we were doing the, like, full recording was we, we were all over the place. Like, mine had it, and then it had Halloween, but then it also had fucking Anaconda. And so, like, we, <laughs> and Lindsay had, like, Hocus yeah. Pocus and Scream. Yeah. Well, that's the I thing. Mean, I love yeah. Hocus Pocus, too. You know, it's hard. I love Hocus Pocus. It's one of my, I love Practical Magic. It's one of my favorites, too, but. Oh, that's just, a good one. Uh, well, uh, I got to watch that constantly, so I know that movie will be inside and out. <laughs> <laughs> so but what I, I are did, your I, picks? Okay, so I'm going to start with the first one, and they're not really in any order, so we'll just say that right off the bat. It's not one, two, yeah, three. Yeah, they don't really need to the be. The Conjuring. <laughs> the Conjuring, the first oh one, God. 2013. That, and I have... I happen to have just watched it recently too. So it was really, um, I thought it was a good old fashioned scare. It was a lot of, you know, it wasn't blood and guts and gore. It wasn't a teen movie. It wasn't anything like that. There were some real visual scares, the faces, the jumping off the furniture, um, you know, the sets were really dark. Um, the music was timed perfectly. Um, there were a lot a lot of things in that I really, really liked. It didn't get hokey. It didn't, you know, go into off on this tangent of being some weird thing. And uh, and plus it was partially based on a true story. So that adds to the, the scare, I think. That helps a little bit. I mean, loosely based, whatever. But, you know, could happen, right? And I, this I was is my the life, by that... the way, dude. Like, this was me growing up. Was My mom watched The Exorcist. They're like, we watched The Exorcism of Emily Rose. And my mom was just like... Holy shit, that could be anybody. That could happen at any time. Oh my god. And I'm just like, what the fuck, <laughs> mom? <laughs> like, yeah, no, we have had we have had some conversations about uh parenting choices in both of our childhoods because yeah. we some of these movies. Uh, well, you know <laughs> which what? is which That's is not the... a slight, not a slight. It turned out No, no, here's the thing. My philosophy with both the kids and for whatever reason it didn't take with Amanda but what um my philosophy <laughs> was always even when they were really really young was you know it's a movie I can explain this it's it's makeup it's staging it's not real and so the scary ones I didn't really of course the exorcist was one I waited until later but the rest of them were explainable and I could just you know I didn't want them to grow up being fearful all the time so just watch it if it scared you look away we won't watch it anymore but um that's kind of how my boss and my mom was the same way that's how i grew up i love so this because I just passed it, it, on to my kids. it kind of had like like scott and i kind of had the same outcomes but from a very different approach like my mom didn't bother to explain shit she just left me at the theater when i was nine i think and was like go ahead like here's your ticket to scream 
Like that was oh our experience. God. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, whatever. Like they didn't, oh <laughs> didn't explain <laughs> shit. <laughs> was that your first scary movie by yourself? No, I mean, I, I'm fairly certain. I might have seen that on, on VHS when it came later. I don't actually remember being in the theater for it. So it's possible that I saw that later. But I know I saw it when it came out, which we talk That's about later funny. in the episode that we, yeah. like, that I remember that like that we were watching all these scary movies and then we were like scream. Oh my God, that's so great. And we like saw it in theaters and it was our first, um, you know, tropes that we understood and stuff. And then yeah. the, when we recorded for the main episode and we looked it up, that shit came out when I was nine and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Older. dude. That's, that's how I was when we were talking about the ring. Cause that was the first scary movie I saw without a parent in theaters. I went and saw it with my cousin Kendall and her friend. And I remember at the time thinking that movie was scary as shit. But then, like, two days later, I was like, that was actually really dumb. And they used to buy us tickets yeah, and let us go was... to the movies all the time and just leave us to it. Like, they just leave us at the theater and, and come oh, and no. get us at the My mom wanted theater. to go with us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah, no. wanted to go. Well, I've got a story later on in, in my neck in a couple of, you know, the third movie that will explain a little bit more. But um, so the, the, Questions that were you were asking is, is there something that still scares me about The Conjuring? And I would say two things come to mind immediately was, I don't want to give it away because I don't know who's watched it. And who oh, hasn't, no, we have spoilers all the time, always. Or all time, always. Yeah, Lay it all down. spoilers. Okay. okay. Well, the jumping off of the wardrobe when the, yeah. you know, the creature or whatever is at the top and jumps off, that, that still scares the crap out of me. And then the clap at the top of the basement stairs. When she's that she's got the matches and she's at the top of the stairs and she, oh yeah you know, that game. and then the clap comes right next to her yeah that freaks me out every time so that yeah it still scares yeah. me even though I've seen it I don't I know they're coming it's just it's still there wait um, mom the is is that the one where she's looking at the hallway and the the doll comes running at her but when the door shuts an adult pushes the door open. That's the second one, I think. Okay. That's the second one in London. No, the second one is in London when the girl... No, that's... Yeah, that's not what I'm thinking of. Because that one scared the shit out of me when she gets teleported into the room. And then whatever is in the house is in the room with her. Right. And that was a good one, too. And I was just going to talk about the sequel. Yes, there was a second one. And it was also done well. And again, partially based on a true story. Um... It had a good the the franchise with that with the conjuring was the you know Lorraine and um oh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, uh Warren. And you know, they were yeah. real life investigators of paranormal and all this stuff. So that to me that really kind of helps make it a little creepier. Because mm-hmm. they're real people, you know, whether you buy into it or not, it's still kind of like something was there. So so I really liked that, but I did like the Conjuring one. That was probably the the first one. The second movie I picked was classic, uh, Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby, I and, fucking knew it. Yeah, from 1968, <laughs> Roman Polanski. I don't know if who all knows what about the movie, but I that's probably the first horror movie I saw as a kid. That was probably one of the first ones I saw, and I saw it with my mom. <laughs> my mom. Wow, I didn't know that. And a lot That's of so cool. You have to remember that, you know, back when I was a kid, we didn't have VCRs. You either saw it in the movie or you saw it on TV. So, or you're in the theater, rather. Um, or you saw it on television. 
question. And so that was it. We didn't have VCRs till, you know, the 80s or whatever. So I think I saw, as I remember watching it with my mom. And, you know, my mom, I, I grew up with people that loved movies, loved movies of all kinds, loved scary movies. I had an uncle that would, you know, my mom would take us out to the cemetery and tell ghost stories with me and my friends. And then my uncle had been planted out there with a sheet and would, you know, run between the gravestones. I mean, this is how my childhood went, right? So I, I Sounds awful. I actually scared. did not know that story until just now. Oh, yeah. Oh, and my mom would pretend like she couldn't, you know, get the car started. And the thing would get closer. So awesome. and it, oh, my oh. God. Oh, yeah. And I was like 11, 12, maybe. I mean, it was... So that's how my whole childhood was. We watched scary movies. We did stuff like that. So, so, so anyway, Rosemary's Baby was, uh, you know, The Birds was also, Alfred Hitchcock, The oh Birds was also God. one of my first scary movies. It's the introduction to Alfred Hitchcock, actually, which really pulled me into the love of the scary movies. But Rosemary's Baby has the most amazing set. There, I don't, have you seen it, Lindsay? Have you? You know, if I have, watch it was a blockbuster rental, like maybe before Scream came out. I might have been like yeah, under ten. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm. I, so I don't, okay. I don't recall this movie, but I suspect I have seen okay. it. Yeah. Well, I would suggest, and that is why I kind of one of the reasons I picked this one because I don't think this your generation or you know kids today or adults today have have really seen it because it is an old uh, classic i think yeah, I these are the uh, old so. school like the real scary ones too like this stuff is scarier than a lot of what comes out today or what was coming out when scott and i were kids like like this the birds oh, yeah. the exorcist like that's the real shit so um respect oh, for absolutely. experiencing that when you were a kid like <laughs> damn yeah yeah well the one of the reasons and i'll give you a little tidbit about it is that and i've done a lot of research on it just over the years like, like, oh, where did they where they film this? And who's this character? And blah, 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 blah. Well, what was filmed, uh, the exteriors in the movie were filmed in, in, at the Dakota apartment building in New York City. And that, if you don't know anything about that, that is the apartment building that John Lennon was murdered in, or outside of that. That's where he oh, lived I did when not he was murdered that. outside of that. Yes. And so it's, it, if you look at it, if you just look it up, it's, it's called the Dakota. But in the movie, it was called the Bramford. And that's where the exterior shots were. So it's it's very, you know, haunting to look at it anyway, just for that. So the sets in it were were just eerie. And, you know, there wasn't anything particularly scary other than the stuff you didn't see. And the music, the music, the soundtrack, everything is so eerie. It just sets the tone. And you don't even know what's going to happen. Even if nothing happens, you feel this sense of dread, this constant sense of dread in every scene. Um, the acting, of course, is amazing with Mia Farrow, um, and you know she just she was just awesome. Uh, she plays Rosemary, obviously, and John Cassavetes. He's just really, really good acting, and so it's something again that you don't see all this jump scare stuff, but it's just what you don't see, and it's the evil, and it's the devil, and it's you know this stuff can happen, and you just kind of go, oh, this shit could really happen. You know, this could be going on at my neighbor's house next door behind closed doors and you don't even know. So it's, it, it's just a really good one. And again, again, I think it's the location, the sets, the, the music, um, just the stuff you don't see that really, and they did make a sequel to the movie that it was like made for TV and 
was really badly done. Oh yeah. That's... The same people came back. It was it, the couple things. Yeah, it just was not good. It just was one of those kind of like gone with the wind. Just leave it alone. Don't 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 mess with it. So <laughs> I would highly suggest Rosemary's Baby, especially for those like I said, you guys that have not seen it, and it's such an old classic. And just to get a, a sense of, you know, what the old scary movies used to be like before these flashers and screams and all that stuff. And then the and before the third, CG, right? Yeah, before CG. I, was I, yes, I have a feeling that these older ones are. I mean, and I've seen a lot of them. Like maybe not that one, but like I've seen The Exorcist. Like I've seen these old movies, and they're for sure scarier for the practical effects in some ways. Because I think mm. we know that a good practical effect is scarier than CG on a neurological level, right? It's why. Yeah, because it's real. You don't have to imagine someone sat in front of a computer and animated that for four days. Yeah, your brain like subconsciously really believes that that's real and mm-hmm. without you necessarily noticing it. It's why the the um, everything in the original Jurassic Park works so well because if you do yeah. a practical effect and then uh, follow it up with something that's done in CG, right? Like they have the practical head and then when you see the T-Rex running, your brain is tricked into believing it much more easily than if it was all CG because you've seen the real one. Yeah, right. 100%. Well, you know, there's, I, and I'm going to bring up another movie because we're talking about these old, old classics that are, to me, they're just good old fashioned ghost stories. Good old fashioned scary scary stories. Well, House on Haunted, I just watched that last night, but that's kind of a hokey one. But there's, there's one that they've redone a couple of times. And, but the original one with, with Deborah Kerr, it's called The Innocence. And it's actually been redone recently. And I haven't seen it. I'm going to be honest but it is a good it's about a governess in england comes to watch these two kids that she starts thinking is you know it's in an old castle and the moors and all that kind of stuff that just got remade with finn wolfhard are you fucking serious Um, with finn wolfhard can this kid catch a break is he getting typecast or what for scary movies i know Um, not even scary movies but scary movie remakes from the like he's like poor finn yeah He's so talented, but my well, God, this, if this kid doesn't break out soon. <laughs> I don't know what, I I don't honestly don't know who's in the remake, but there's also another one called um, The Turning of the Screw, which is the same same uh, story, just title, different movie. Um, sounds like The Taming so of the anyway, Screw. The, that I feel like I've seen, Turning of the Screw. Not The Taming seen. of the Screw. That's a different movie. Taming of no, the Turning of the Screw. Different. Yeah. Taming of the Shrew is Shakespeare. Screw. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, turning of the screw. Play, words. Yeah, I think I've seen well, that. Well, the actually another remake. I see. This is why I couldn't pick three. The Haunting, which was done oh, with yeah. Ethan and yep. Liv. Uh, is it? Uh, Lil, uh, I can't remember what her name is. Anyway, that girl that's in it. Anyway, that's a, it's it's a good remake, but the original one that's black and white with Julia Harris is, oh my gosh, is amazing. And it's, a, again, what, what you don't see. It's the atmosphere, it's the sets, it's the music, the timing, um, the stuff that your imagination just goes, oh my God, what what is that? You know, that kind of stuff. So those are good old fashioned scary ones. That's kind of why I put Rosemary's Baby in there. And then of course, my third, third final, The Exorcist. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now the yeah. story of The Exorcist, was that on... Was that on your guys' list or no? No, no we haven't talked knew, about it. I'm I knew glad. it would be on yours. 
I'm glad we are though, because it like this is like an actually genuinely good movie. And I I uh have trouble with the scary movies, Jody. So but but this one is one that I can really say like whether it is my cup of tea or not, this is a good movie. Um so and and even the remake, I think, but the original is that's a good movie. Yeah. Well, the original let me just tell you a little backstory. It's really, really quick. Um, I was nine when this movie hit the theaters in 73. So obviously my mother wasn't going to let me see it. <laughs> that was one she kind of drew the line on. Um, and it was, but what was so funny, and I know you guys probably don't remember Tiger Beat magazine and all those teen magazines. Well, oh, when I was nine. I beg to differ. Then, Certainly I do remember Tiger Beat. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I, I didn't even know if they're still out. But back when this movie came they out, they were in the nineties. It was all over the magazines. It was all over the the covers. But they would they would cross them out and they would blur them out. And it's too scary to see, and we can't show you. And so, of course, I wanted to see it even more because I was like, "Oh my god, that's awesome!" So my mom had the paperback book, and in the middle of the paperback book, they had actual pictures from the movie. So I would sneak and steal this book from my mom and I would look at it and over the you know the couple years or whatever. Well they re-released the movie in the theaters in 78, 77, 78, I can't remember. Um the same year that Grease came out. So of course, and again this is back in the olden days, but I remember my best friend Carolyn and my sister, poor Jamie, who was yeah, she like 11 literally forced time. my aunt to go with her. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, what happened was, we, like you were saying, we told my mom we were going to go see Greece. Well, of course, it's Greece. Of course, you can go see it. So she drops us off. We go in. Well, what's playing in the theater right next to it? But The Exorcist. So what do we do? We haul ass and get over to that. What a bad <laughs> kid. I love it. Scott, I oh feel my like God. you would have oh, never absolutely. done anything like this. Um, oh, mm, I think you I might have. Into- I snuck into movies, but it wasn't like a scary. Well, you have to remember too. Like my mom never said, no, you can't watch that. True. I feel like, I, I feel like all your stories, you were, you were a really precious little rule follower. No, and I was <laughs> not. So, okay. This, like this is all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> he was a good gonna, kid. He, he was a good yeah. kid. All I'm going to say but is I, didn't, but I did I, damage to myself. My sister did damage to our house. <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> but i but i'm loving this story so we sneak into the exorcist yeah oh yeah so we dragged my poor sister who's like 11 kicking and screaming like i do not want to see this she did not like scary movies and we dragged her in there and we watched it and she's still to this day will not forgive me and has not watched it since it's true um, actually, I, I ask her happened. all the time oh yeah we so we and we were, I was terrified. I mean, I was just like, it really stuck with me. I mean, it was just terrifying. And I, and I think the movie was re-released in 2000, I think. Um, but they had extended director's cut version, which I didn't That's know. That's the one you and, and I, I watched. Well, and I, what happened was I had lost my movie because, of course, well, another part of the story is when VCR first came out and you could rent them at the video store because people didn't have vcrs like you have them today where they're in every household you would have to rent them and because you know scott's dad at the time was in college worked at a vcr store he would bring one home and we'd set it up well that was one of the first ones we brought home to watch on a vcr 
stupid. That's kids. awesome. Crazy. I know. So we so we watched that and you know it was when it was re-released and I had bought the movie before, but I for some reason I lost it. It was on VHS. I don't know. I'd lost it for years. So I bought one. Well, I didn't know they had extra scenes in that extended director's cut. So mm-hmm. oh, Scott, I can't even remember. Were you watching it with me or had I watched it prior? Either yeah, way, I it was uh it was when she came home in the kitchen and she shuts the lights off and you see the face in the corner of the kitchen really quick. That was one of them, but then the biggest one was when she comes down the stairs, like the spider crawl thing. Yeah. I, again, I don't want to spoil a lot of stuff, but that freaked me out. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even know that was in there. So th- that was a really cool thing that I saw in the director's cut that I hadn't seen before. Um, but, you know, I this movie is just a classic all the way around. I mean, and, and, and I've seen it recently in the last couple of years because... PCM or I don't know the, the theaters Harkins will run stuff like that you know every now and then and I took a friend and this has been in the last few years um my friend had never seen it and, and she's a kind of a wuss and I'm like oh my god she's gonna we're gonna have to walk out well she ended up thinking it was pretty corny um yeah. and I said well you know it can be but if you I just look at it as the, the classic scares and to me because it has so much history that I just, I, it still freaks me out. I still won't watch it at home by myself. I really won't, um, even though I see some of it. But there were some some sequels. There was a the second sequel was called The Heretic, which had nothing to do with the first movie. It was, it was Halloween horrible. Three. Linda Blair did come back to do it, but it had nothing to do with the first original storyline. So it was not good. I would just skip right over it. Wouldn't even bother. But then in 1990... Oh my god, wait, hold on. Exorcism 3, which I... Was the first scary movie I watched without my parents. The Exorcist 3, yeah. Was the first scary movie I watched when my parents and my aunt and uncle were gone. (laughs) Dude, apparently... I didn't understand anything that was happening in this movie. Like, at all. The only part that freaked me out was the nurses checking on rooms... And then she shuts right. the door, and then this dude comes out of the door she just locked from the outside with fucking gardening shears and, like, is no, walking towards her like he's going to cut her head. Oh. They're what they do, autopsies. They're huge fear things that cut bones and things like that in a, in an, uh, in a mortuary, or, you know, in a, you know, where they do autopsies yeah, and things autopsy. like that. Yeah, autopsy. So, that, yeah, and that's the scene that scared your dad, and to this day he won't watch that movie. But, That's so awesome. um, but it was done really well. And what happened was in the sequel, this is one of the, what, one of the sequels I actually do like to a movie is they brought it back to the original story. They had the original, um, Father Karras was in it. Um, it, it was just, now Linda Blair wasn't in it, but it was, it took the story after her and it just continued yeah. it on and it tied back so well. I thought it was. George C. Scott, it didn't, it wasn't critically acclaimed, you know, it didn't make all these great reviews, but I really liked it as a, as a sequel. I thought it was good on its, on its own. Um, you know, the first, the worst horror movie, (laughs) there were literally too many for me to even narrow it down. There were so many bad ones out there. And I tell you what mine was mom. And I want to see if you'll agree with me. Okay. Mine was Chernobyl diaries. Oh my gosh, I almost said that, Scott. I almost said that one because I, that was probably one movie 
in my entire life that I can remember. I literally almost walked out of the theater before. It told you. I told I you, Lindsay. I fucking told you. Oh my God. This is so funny. So we, cause we all talked about what movies we'd walked out of like during this. Um, and I, man, yeah. My my Hello. worst one was Scary Movie, which is a movie that I was not allowed to go see. That came out in 2000, and I was not allowed to go see that movie, but my friend's older brother snuck us in. But what I was oh, allowed God. to see and that my mom did go with me for that came out the year before that, when I was 11 years old, was fucking American Pie. And we went and saw God. that together when I was. You let you see American Pie, but you couldn't see Scary Movie. That's yeah, so a year dumb. later, I was older when Scary Movie came out, but she went with me to see American Pie. <laughs> I was like, "What is oh going on? Are you on crack?" <laughs> That's hilarious. Now, see, I remember that brings me up to a story. I remember when Brides Bridesmaids first came out, and remember the oh very God. first opening scene. I was with my yeah. mother, and I had oh no idea that was there. <laughs> I am sitting now. My mom's a, you know, she loves movies. She's cool. It's not a problem. But, you know, no, I was an, a grown adult and I'm sitting here with my mother and I'm like, oh my God. That's awesome. What do you call it? I had to go see. So the only way I was allowed to see the Jackass movie was if my dad went with me. So we went with dad oh and God. Rick and Ryan and we're sitting in the movie theater and it's the part where he's, uh, he just, for no reason at all shits his pants in the hardware store and oh, gosh, my dad yeah. and i were laughing our asses off but i also was like this is so not something i should be like watching with my dad <laughs> that's awesome i got i think well, i told you this the other day was... scott um about bigger longer and uncut the south park oh movie. yeah the south park movie because that came out in like 98 right so i would have been yeah i would have been like 11 um and uh my mom came home from the theater and she goes, and she goes, that was the funniest fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. And you're not allowed to watch it. And those were her almost words. verbatim. That's what my dad said to me. Right. And yeah. but then when it came out on VHS, like, so like what, like eight months later, less like six months. Yeah. No. How, how long does it take a couple months? Right. Yeah. It's usually about six to seven months. Yeah. So however much later it came out on VHS and I was like, I really want to watch the South Park movie finally. And she's like, all right, but I'm not doing that with you. And she left me with the VHS and went upstairs and was like, and, and was like, don't ask me questions. Like yeah. and I had questions <laughs> and she was just like, nah, like that's, you want to watch it? That's you. You go figure this out on the playground. Like you go figure out what any of that means. I'm not talking to you about it. Oh, that is Well, that is funny that you bring that up. And Scott, I hope I don't embarrass you, but. Um, no, that's fine. I when, love this story. Again, Embarrass him. When we were, I don't, I think Scott, you were like nine. I want to say you were about it's nine like years eight or old, nine because I had spent the night at Marshall's house and they had showed it to me yes, for his eighth well, birthday. Well, they, anyway, we had gone to the video store and we would, and he and I would go and take the kids and the kids would be able to get what they wanted and we'd get ours and whatever. So we came home, everybody got their movie and Scott was out in the family room watching his and Andy and I were up back in the bedroom and we're watching our movie, and we hear Scott just rolling. I mean, he was cracking up, just dying laughing. It was hilarious. And I'm like, what the hell? What is he? What did he get? And so we go out there, and the I mean, I walk out, and the first word I hear out of South Park, because he's got South Park. He got one of the South Park things. Oh my God. And I'm like, the first thing I hear is, your mother's dildo. And I went, excuse me? 
Was it the oh, movie Scott? Scott? No, it was the no. first, it was the literally it was the very first episode. It was oh uh, where uh, Kyle's brother gets abducted, but Cartman's uh, cat is trying to take the pot pie from him, and it's, so he's like, "Mom, Kitty's being a dildo," and that's literally when my mom walked out, and she's oh like, "What the God. fuck is this, Mom? Why don't you tell them what you did to like, me afterwards?" Well, wait. No, what was funny was I I was like, "What did you get? And what did we allow you to get? This is terrible." And he goes, "This is South Park." I watch it all the time at Marshall's house. So I'm like, Daddy, get in here. So I said, you're not watching that. So like, we took it and we we took it back in our room and we started watching it. And of course, your dad and I thought it was freaking hilarious. Yeah. And I was like, no way. I am not. He is not going to Marshall's anymore. And he is not watching that. Dude. Oh, my God. Fucking straight up my took my movie and enjoyed it. That's oh, Cartman oh, gets God, an anal probe. Yeah, yeah, Cartman gets an episode. anal probe. Yeah. And they start beaming the signal wow. to him and he starts like randomly dancing and shit. <laughs> Oh my god! Anyway, I mean, probably yeah. off track, no, but that was that was that was hilarious. But yeah. so I would say, and so I did. I almost picked Chernobyl Diaries as the as the worst one, but I actually chose the witch. And a lot of people, and this is the witch, I did. And here's why. And this is what was so funny. Another funny story about it. I thought when it first, the trailer and everything when it first came out, for some reason, it made me feel like it was more of a documentary. I mean, I knew it wasn't, but I, I thought it was more of like a real kind of thing. I don't, I wasn't sure, right? So my my best friend, Aaliyah, and her daughter, Maddie, they can't stand scary movies. They, she won't watch them. She's a scaredy cat, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, no, no, yep. no, it's more like a documentary. I'm really thinking. <laughs> so we walk in there, we get into the theater, I talk them into going, we're sitting there, and it starts up, and she's like, this is not a documentary. I said, well, I wasn't sure. So, you know, so anyway, what oh ended up God. happening is we thought it was so bad. They weren't scared at all. They were laughing at some parts of it. And that, that was another one. I didn't walk out, but I was like, when is this going to be over? It was so bad. So I, I guess I kind of yeah. am going to say that was my, and what I think is interesting about that movie is if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, it's got like oh, it's 93% like one of the great... certified yeah. fresh. I mean, I Andrew was talking literally about talking it about it. It has but Anya Taylor-Joy in it, who is yeah, it does. brilliant. But the audience review was like, the audience review was like 59% Rotten Tomatoes. So it, that's one that's very rarely, I think, do you find such a discrepancy between the, the critics review and the audience review? View. It's they're usually pretty close. Star Wars. I'm um, not always, but this is one that is like completely like I don't even get it. I mean, the audience hated it, but for some reason, the critics just loved it. And nope, that's not. And the other one I hate is I hate that I absolutely hate the Chucky franchise. I just oh, the whole thing is good. yeah, Child's Play. I mean, ch- yeah, uh, Child's Play. I mean, I don't know whether it's supposed to be just a, a spoof or I don't know what. Yeah. I can't stand up. I think they're just dumb. It's, so those are probably my yeah. worst. It scared the crap out of me when I was really little. But And I don't like the imagery in Chucky. Chucky itself isn't scary, but the imagery is the stuff that keeps me up at night. That's the, like, it's not a scare. It's not scary. It's stupid. But the imagery of the doll sticks in my head. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the mask from uh, Happy Death Day. Exactly. That's what I had when I was, like, up nights with nightmares from Happy Death Day. It was just the imagery. And that's what sticks with me. So that's what I have a hard time with, which is why it is, like... So oh, hard for me because it's so good, awesome but it has the worst imagery and it keeps me up and I love it. Dude, 
we literally well, yes, i think i told you this that- already but yeah we had to drag my brother-in-law and i literally almost had to pick my sister up and bring her into the movie theater to Poor watch the Amanda. first it why why did she have to go i didn't see it in theaters i was too chicken i saw it at home well my mom forced her to watch the conjuring my God! <laughs> well, because I'm trying Dude, my... to give her, I'm trying to get out of her shell a little bit. She doesn't. I'll say, "Oh, Amanda, you, you know, remember that movie, Bob?" Because I never saw it. But then she'll watch the same. She'll have watched the same movies. Like I can tell you, word for word, Clueless and Bring It On. And oh yeah. Practical Magic and all the Lizzie McGuire bullshit and all that stuff because she would watch <laughs> them over and over and over and over again. And I'm like, Amanda, let's go see something different. Let's. Let's venture out a little bit. So I think that was part of why we were trying to get her to just. Plus, we wanted to just do a fun family outing. We wanted yeah. her to be there. Oh with us. my god, Amanda, get your ass on this show and defend yourself. Lizzie McGuire bullshit. <laughs> yeah, this is, well, great. I mean, I concur. Right? Uh, yeah. I thank God I was like <laughs> slightly too old for Lizzie. So I was like, because no. Yeah, oh, that god, was unfortunately like saw. right there. Yeah, Amanda was all over that shit. Because Amanda oh, was yeah. Amanda's like a couple years younger than you, right, Scott? She is exactly twenty-one months younger than me. Okay, and you're like or twenty-three. I'm sorry, twenty-three, twenty-three. And so she's like three years younger than me, probably. She's thirty-one. Yes, just turned thirty-one. Yeah, July. Yeah, she's three years younger than me. So I, so I, I miss Lizzie, which I'm not sorry about. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you could. I'm sure, sure well, you can go find it somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah. It's it's everywhere. It's, it's I'm pretty sure it's on Disney Plus. It is but... now available on Disney Plus. Of All course of it this is. shit is. Oh, you know what I was what I was there for is like Xenon Girl, Girl oh, from the Future and Tsunami and shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like those we loved those movies too. Like yeah. um and actually remind me to tell you this when when we're done recording because uh it's funny that we brought up Xenon. But yeah, I watched we watched all those. I watched Brink, fucking Smart House, oh Luck my God, of the Irish. Brink. All of those movies, dude. Like, I was fucking about that shit. But, Smart House um, was really ahead of its time. Anyway, we Smart should House. probably... Uh, yeah, I'm going to wrap this up. But, Mom, thank you so much um, for coming on. Oh, I, I knew so basically welcome. every movie that was going to be on here. But I'm trying to get Aunt Jamie well, to come on. We were. It, it is. It's really difficult, I have to admit. I started thinking about it. And like I said, there's just, you know, there's the classics. You know, the Alfred Hitchcocks, the, you know, the Rosemary's Babies, the all that. But then there's the new ones that I enjoy, too. And that's why I picked The Conjuring, because I think, and I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen one that's been out lately that was like, oh, my gosh, that really did it. I I, I like Insidious, the first one, but then it went crazy. And then, (laughs) okay. What about um, Quiet Place? Did you like that? That We talked about that. I don't think she saw that. that. Oh, I did. I didn't see the second one, but I saw the first one. Really, really liked it. But I and see, like, there's a movie called Signs with Mel Gibson. I yeah. don't think I don't consider alien movies horror movies. They're not. They're complete. They're zombies, yeah. aliens. They're kind of in their own. And typically, that is not my thing. I'm not into it. But I loved The Quiet Place. I really did. That's and why we were funny. allowed to watch really Alien. Did. Well, no, it's funny you put it that yeah, way, I, and that's something we touch on a little bit um, at other points in the episode that I really, like, the horror is hard for me because it's not my favorite genre, and the imagery is a lot, but the the horror movies, the scary movies that I do like 
are without exception the ones that are like sci-fi fantasy because I just know how to operate in that wheelhouse. That's why I like it. Like I'm more comfortable in that than I am in like pure horror. So I I don't know. I'm like, yeah, no, hit me with some alien. That sounds great. Give me that AVP, (laughs) but I don't like that's all I got room for. Well, you know what? And on that note, I have my best friend would not let her kids watch any of the Harry Potter movies. And I'm going to tell you why. And I think this is maybe why you're thinking that, at least for me, alien zombies, alien sci-fi, that stuff is kind of so far out there. It's like not real to me. I, you know, whatever. Horror movies, especially the ones I've chosen, that that shit can happen. Like that stuff, there's evil, there's, you know, Satan, there's this. So that's my friend would never let her kids watch the Harry Potter movies when they were little because it was witchcraft and she said that's too close to reality that stuff you well, know, I don't think kids should movie, be able to watch obviously. kids yeah. shouldn't be able to watch Harry Potter kids should be forced to read it and not they be told be that movies to read it. exist yeah. no they should be they should not be told that the movies exist until such time as they have read the books that's I if I had kids that's how I would parent my kids wouldn't know that shit was a movie if they came home and asked me about that I'd be like I don't know what you're talking about you I mean put the up, books? Like, yeah. I'd put up Netflix and search for it and see, like, be like, look, no, it's not here. And I'd be like, we have to read it. Sorry, babe, sit down. That's what I would do. <laughs> well, I agree. I do think there should be more reading. And and I'm not a reader. I, I, I admit I am not a reader. I never have been. I much rather watch the movie. I'm just more of a visual person. Always have just been into movies. So, but you're right. It, 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 there's a lot of my sister's a reader and she's always said that she's read all the harry potters then she watches the movies she's read all the twilights then she watches the movies so she gets that contrast oh, but what God. i hear from readers so much is that people will say oh well, the movie was just not it wasn't as good and i'm like well then if i just watch the movie and don't read the books i'm then i don't know the difference <laughs> well here's the thing yes I and know. i agree with that in a lot of cases like i the lord of the rings is like my lifeblood but i'm cool with people who just watch those movies because they're decent adaptations like the books are better in some ways, right. but that doesn't mean right. that the movies aren't good and that you don't get the story. If you only watch exactly. the Harry Potter movies, you don't know who the Marauders are. I have friends who've only watched the movies, like who are like 10 years younger than me, like, or within that bracket, like where they just didn't really come up with the books. And yeah. I asked them, I'm like, do you understand how Harry won? And they're like, nah, I don't know how that happened. It just did. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm it's, like, cool. Yeah. So does yeah, that, you feel that. like that's good? You're happy with that? You like, come on. <laughs> You're going to walk away being satisfied with that movie? Yeah, you're telling me that was good? You say you like these movies? People are like, oh my god, Dobby's my favorite character. And I'm like, why? Do you feel like you knew anything about Dobby? Do you feel like you saw Dobby? Anyway, that's that's my rant. Let's. I'm keeping us longer than we know. I'm just talking about Harry Potter. That's his rant for a separate nine episodes of this podcast that are coming. 400 hours content. Legit, we're going to have to do an intro episode and then eight movies worth of episodes. This is going to be a nine to ten episode series on Harry Potter that's coming. So I can't keep any of them straight, so I'm sorry I won't be able to guest star on that one. (laughs) I can't. I've seen them all, but I have a queue. We have a queue of people who are going to come on of different opinions. Yeah varying opinions for that shit i'm trying to get Aunt jamie to come on for that one so and jamie if you're listening please like try and come on talk talk to Kristen. yeah oh yeah i will yeah i definitely want Kristen to come on she's a good one Um, but well i appreciate you having me on this was a lot of fun i really really enjoyed it 
It was lovely meeting you, Lindsay. And I, I hope that, you know, it gave everybody, the listeners, something to, you know, go through and pick and choose and go watch something different than you normally watch. And I think that about movies in general. Just go see. I watch everything. The only only genre I don't watch is I can't stand silent movies. <laughs> I'm that, with you there. Um, thank you so well, much. Thank We're you so, so much. happy you came on. It was awesome getting to hang out with you today. Yeah. Thanks, oh, it was it was my pleasure. Thanks again. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Ben, talk to me about the lighter of your choices here because yeah. oh, I'm starting to feel like maybe I should go double check that the doors are locked. So hit me with something a little bit lighter here. Yeah, I have to I have to ask a question to you, Benjamin Julep. Um <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Why should I consider this a scary movie? I, I need to know because this movie was just funny to me. Well, let's explain what this is, right? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Ben. Sorry. I mean, it is. It is funny, and that's one of the reasons why I love it, but it's slasher funny. It's it's horror. It's horror comedy. I honestly, and for anyone, everyone listening, it's Happy Death Day 2019. Came out just a couple of years ago. When I first watched this, it was literally when my wife was leaving town, go visit her friend, and I had a night to myself. I decided I'd run it from Redbox. I knew nothing about this movie. I just saw the the mask, the knife. Figured it would be your tip, your typical horror, typical slasher, yeah, typical slasher, and and that's it. So I was like, all right, you know, I I grew up watching, you know, literally everything from. Triple A budget Hollywood horror to direct to video stuff. So I was not above watching something considered a stinker. Rented yeah. it and ended <laughs> <That's> up <fair. laughs> ended up thinking that you know, I ended up enjoying it so much that um for anyone that doesn't Redbox lately, they let you keep the movie a night. And if you keep it beyond that, they charge you again. I ended up keeping it like an extra night because I told my wife, I was like, you have to watch this. It's not straight up horror. It's more up your alley. It's like it doesn't take itself seriously. Um, it, it ends up being like a horror themed twist on Groundhog Day. You know, this the call is girl yeah. in college is reliving the same day over and over and over again. She's constantly getting murdered by someone that she, you know, she doesn't know who it is. She can't figure it out. Um, I just I thought it was an amazing like twist on it because honestly I love time loop movies. Edge of Tomorrow is another favorite of mine. Oh God, Edge of Tomorrow is such a good movie. Like I love Edge of Tomorrow. I love Looper. Um, I love Looper's really good. Dude, Looper's really good. Um, if you guys haven't too. seen it, Palm Springs is like a time loop comedy oh. that's really good. We all just got excited. We all just were like, Whoa. yeah, that's great. Yeah, Palm Springs was that. really good. Um, another like slasher, like uh, time loop one. If you haven't seen it, it's a uh, Triangle. It's a it's a Bermuda Triangle. Oh, that is so good! And by the way, yeah. it's free on YouTube, so you can watch that on YouTube for free. So seriously, go watch that. It's great. If you guys have not seen it, that is an amazing movie, and that probably is what got me started down the rabbit hole of loving movies like this because that one kept me on the edge of my seat and happy death day honestly kept me on the edge of my seat too 
especially because she tar- she starts working it into the plot of you know trying to figure out who the killer is using the loops for it. She'd cross someone off, get killed again, go to the next suspect on the list, cross them off, go to the next suspect suspect on the list, and and so on. Like I, uh, I loved it. I think you loved it, Lindsay. Although you ended up having a nightmare about it. I did. It's because it's imagery that gets me. The like nightmare wasn't about this movie. It was just the mask, and it that's really what happens to me with horror. It's just that it's the imagery that gets me. But but I I did like this, and like also shout outs to like Buffy has an episode like this. Um, fucking Legends of Tomorrow has an episode like this. The Magicians has it like yeah. this is a great formula, and all of the best like sci fi fantasy shows do it. And I did like this movie, she was a fucking badass. I really liked her. She was, she was a fucking badass. She comes into her own, she is amazingly hot. All the stuff out there, oh, totally. Uh, like you said, though, it really is the mask that makes it creepy and i told my wife this when we were re-watching and i was like literally what university in the world would want this disgusting baby face mask oh my god oh yeah as its mascot yeah what the fuck the the university of convenient plot points that's for real that's basically what it is um university of bad writing which speaking of just briefly like it's this was well received when it came out in 2019 it was yeah it did very well Okay, no, I, just I actually that. really enjoyed it. Like, and I'm again, I'm jaded. I've talked about this before. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was great. I'm going to tell you my only problem with this movie, and it was the same problem I had with Get Out, and the same problem I had with Us. I figured out who the person was almost twenty or almost instantly. The cupcake and the roommate. Yeah. If you called cupcake it cupcake and this a candle. Is the one time. That I will say the movie pulled the wool over my eyes. Wow. Because I did not I did not guess that. I was actually surprised when it turned out it's when it goes back to the whole thing where it's like what is the most obvious answer turns out to be the correct one or right. whatever. Occam's yeah. razor. The, the trope is. I was like, I I did not actually think it would be her. Like I kept expecting mm-hmm. like something more. And then I kind of like that it like you that kind of makes you expect more. Yeah. And then it comes back to, oh, I just want to kill you because you were sleeping with the professor that I liked. I thought it was going to be that she needed to reconcile with her dad. And I thought that was Occam's razor. And the whole time I was watching it, I was texting Ben, like, what would we do? Oh. Right. I was like, you're totally the person I would tell. Cause like Ben is that, the person I would tell. I feel like Ben yeah. and Scott, like you that guys would know. Into the next question. Get it. That's what, that's like the only part of the movie that like actually like, unsettled me is when you think she figured it out you think she like corrected the loop she corrected everything yeah and then she wakes up in it again yeah that threw and me i, was, I like, didn't expect that i really like, thought I was, she was gonna I have was sorted like, it uh what like yeah what, what's going on here like i, I... expected her like even like as long like even if she didn't like defeat the evil i was like all right i expect her to die but like is she literally just going to be ending living in a time loop? And that's it. And that's how the movie ends like that. That was like the one scene that unsettled me. And then you kind of figure out it's the cupcake and it's the roommate. And I'm like, Oh, 
So I'm going to tell you why I figured this out. And honestly, like it's, it's not for any reason that most people would think like, Oh dude, you're picking up on like clues throughout the movie. No, it's fucking Marvel's fault. I look for random, like hidden shit in every movie I watch now, because I'm always looking for Easter eggs in like Marvel movies and shit. And I'm watching this and I'm like, Oh, okay. That's so cool. She gave her like a cupcake or whatever. And then is the, her first death is like the one she gets thrown from the car. Right. No, the first. No, no, it's when she she's walking through the tunnel and through the tunnel, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I was like, that candle looks what the fuck. No, I didn't. I didn't catch that. Actually, I I didn't catch it until this most recent viewing. Mm -hmm. But when that's how it is. Like like, she flees the hospital. And like in uh, he blows up the car and everything. Yeah. He lights it up with the same candle. With the same candle. Yep. I did not. I did not catch that. And my wife hates watching stuff with me because I'm always second guessing things. Oh my god! Like she did not. She did not like watching the entirety of How to Get Away with Murder with me because I figured out like who the killer was every season, <laughs> like four or five show, episodes dude. into it. Oh my dude, that's god! That's well, okay. So that's how it was with Get Out and Us. As soon as Us's opening credits started with rabbits. I was like, oh, this has to be about cloning. 100% this has to be about cloning in some way. And then Get Out, I figured it out the minute that he went and told his girlfriend that they needed to get out of the house. And she couldn't find the keys. I'm like, the parents didn't take the keys. She's in on it. And my everybody that was watching it with me was like, oh my god. And I'm like, how do you not <laughs> fucking, like, come on. Don't get me wrong, they were good movies. I was just like, Blumhouse, dude, is gonna you rule the world. If you haven't seen it, Scott, I think Blumhouse like, is I, great. I like ready or not? Like honestly, just oh, I loved that dude. movie—the one where she gets married and uh, yeah, they're has to playing play the game. Yeah, I liked that, that one too. So I that saw that. Funny. The fucking what's his face? The the cousin or whatever shoots the maid with the crossbow because he doesn't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was a good movie. Dude, real quick though, I have a question because I don't want to like being around fellow horror fans. Uh, sorry, Lindsay. Um, <laughs> what is what is your guys' opinion on Midsummer? I, I've already told you this. That's the A twenty four movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I hated that movie. I honestly, I'll just say I didn't watch it because. I didn't like Hereditary or... Oh, my God. Hereditary was so dumb. That's the thing. I can't stand stand horror where it's like... The first 20 minutes of Hereditary legitimately unsettled me and creeped me out. Like Mm -hmm. when the sister gets beheaded and everything. Yeah. Like that, I was like, I did not... I literally did not expect them to kill a kid like that brutally in a movie. And then nothing happens for like the next 60 minutes. I'm so like, dude, I am so torn with a 24 because I thought the witch was fucking amazing. And then it seems like, and again, under the silver lake, I thought that was fucking incredible. There are codes in that movie that people still haven't figured out. Like uh, that movie is fucking incredible. But then like I I watched midsummer and I hadn't watched hereditary hereditary. And I was like, this movie was 45 minutes too long. And then all of my friends was like, this were like this is incredible. It was the greatest horror movie ever, and no, I was just like, I dude, this so wasn't, dude. Yeah. I, I don't, I can't buy into slow burn horror. Like it's, I lose interest by the midpoint if nothing's well, happening. That was the problem. You get into this movie and you're like, 
Okay, that's weird. Like, they killed the old people. Oh, those two people they just met, like, are gone now? And then fucking nothing. For, like, 30 minutes, nothing happens. And then at the end, I'm just like, this is so stupid. He broke up with her, and so she's, like, jaded enough to, like, willingly kill him. That's no, fucking like, dumb. You can't, you can't have, like, good starts, good ends, and yeah. then, like, a sh terrible, a like, a terribly middle. boring midi middle act. Yeah. No, that's which is like was, I because sure. I like slow burn horror at least I can depending on how they do it like again the witch is not like something where a bunch of shit's happening like 24 7 right no but that's I like just, suspenseful buildup that's like yeah you don't see like hereditary was shit in your face midsummer was like in your face with this stuff I just yeah, dude I feel so like bad because I love a 24 in general but they're so hit or miss yeah and I just Midsummer was like, I literally, because I'm known as kind of like the horror guy with some of my friends. So everybody was like talking about Midsummer, And I went and saw that with one of my friends. And I was like, dude, that was trash. It was way too long. It was so bad. And like, I, I know I'm going to get some hate mail for this if I had any social media, but like, I just, I, 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 I couldn't stand it. So sorry for interrupting everybody. I was just curious. I never watched it. My wife works with the guy that's like as big of a horror fan as I am. And she he's been asking her like my opinions on certain movies. And he asked about huh. that one. And she told him he was like, oh, yeah, he never watched it. And he was like really taken aback by it. I'm like, I just yeah. like I said, I like I don't fault the witch for what it did. I just in the end think I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. But the beginning was great the ending legitimately terrified me like the everything with the goat everything with, like the action oh, that's the, honestly, that was the only part of that movie that i did dude like. genuinely yeah. genuinely like i have considered getting wouldst thou like to live deliciously tattooed like i fucking loved black philip and that was really like black the Phillip ending is what sealed it for me I honestly love the black Philip guy that became a meme at the end too. Oh yeah, yeah, that was great, dude. It's the same thing. I don't know why, but goats are kind of hilarious because the same thing would drag me to hell. Like that oh movie is. I love drag me to hell. That dude, movie was so good. I did not so see that ending coming. That was so good, dude. That, movie, that movie was like was like all the corny things about horror but turned up to 15 yeah. and still scary and still good like that movie was fantastic everything turned dialed up to 11 and you still hope she gets out of it by the end and she oh, I, didn't. I was like dude i hope i hope something comes out of nowhere and then he fucking pulls the button out and i was like yeah like that was a great that was a great movie i made so many people watch that back in the day Dude, I still wow. have that. I have this, like I said, I'm really paranoid, right? Because like I'm Lindsay, getting a degree in emergency management. It? Have so, I seen it? Absolutely not. I haven't seen any. Seen All right. Dude, you Drag gotta watch it. Dude, no, I absolutely don't got to. But here's what yeah, I can yeah, tell you, you about that movie. It. I can tell you that it is not on the list. And I will leave us open yeah, to you, continue digressing. It has another blonde <laughs> in it. Oh Jesus God! But you know that I prefer yeah. brunettes. This is that. This is why Ben and I would be great together as like wingmen. Like I wish Ben there was a universe where Ben and I are both single. <laughs> just oh, opposite dear. taste in women. It would be great. Um, the point is, should we ben, move on to the movie. next movie on the list? Yeah, because we do have 
a number I of other things. I do have another movie. I'm steering us back. <laughs> Real quick. Fortunately, this, one of Ben's told, movies is one of my movies, so we're good. Well, I and I think Lindsay we'll go from this to yours and and loop the two in together. So That's go ahead, I told ben. Lindsay about this at the end. I don't know if Scott or Andrew have seen it, but I did enjoy on some level the Happy Death Day sequel. But at the yeah. same level, I did not like it because I felt it ruined. I feel... you know almost the mysticism surrounding the first one with like what make me like what it. was going on, why the loop was happening. Yeah. Like I really felt like they went into way more detail than they needed to explain what was going on. So, all this this is what I'm going to say about it, and this will actually lead into your other movie. It explained things that we didn't need explaining because it destroys, like you just said, it destroys the mysticism of the first one. And Rob Zombie's Halloween did the exact same thing to Michael Myers. We don't need a reason why he is the we way he is. are right there on the same level with that. That is the one reason why I do not like Zombie's yeah. Halloween. Yeah, I was just like, well, and, and like nothing gets explained. I'm just like, what the fuck is this white horse in the fucking insane asylum? Oh, and yeah. now the mom's there and now the daughter can see it because she finally acknowledges that Michael's her brother. That's so dumb. Wait, don't, sorry. No, Go ahead. Lindsay, suffice to say, don't watch, don't watch the zombie <laughs> Halloween movies. I, 2008 guys, or 2007, me, 2000, whatever. They, they were not good. Let me make something crystal clear to the whole group and the public. I'm not going to watch any of the Halloween movies of the Halloween saga. No, the last Halloween movie I saw was the one that apparently is shitty. The Rob Zombie one. I don't know when it came out on VOD. Like we were able to get it at home by this time. And I watched it at my friend's place and drove home after. I know you told me about that the other night. And I think I ranted at you like over text message yeah. for 30 minutes about why I hated that movie. Yeah, I'm like out sure on a walk and I'm like, yeah, that. sure. All I know is the whole drive home, I was sure Michael Myers was in the back of my car. So that was the, I'm just Halloween genuinely scares the absolute living fuck out of me. So I won't be watching any of them. And I actually drew a line because I was prepared to rewatch these for the show. And then I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to sit back and just, just fucking listen to everybody else talk about it. Cause I don't know. And my comment on all of the Halloween movies is no, I'm so scared of them. The whole thing terrifies me. No, thank you. Which yes. Segues into my second movie, the original 1978 Halloween. John <laughs> masterpiece here. Absolute masterpiece. This is I incredible. Like, like it, it, like it's so like good. my love for it. It's twofold. It's it was the first movie that I watched as a kid that ever really unsettled me. Yes. Same. And then growing up and like watching like not like so many documentaries on it. Like I, I can't believe like the amount of stuff that this movie did like it's oh yeah like it's insane that they went into it like i always thought growing up that there was no blood because it was a limitation of like the technology at the time no he didn't want blood yeah John it was, was like i don't want any of that it was it was in it was an intentional design because carpenter and the producer both said that they did not want any blood in it the producer in particular was uh, the distributor producer what have you he specifically said he was one of the lat like he grew up at the tail end of the generation of people that grew up on radio horror shows yep and they felt that 
what you could like, you know, conjure up in your mind was worse than what was like, you know, a hundred times worse than what you could ever see on screen. So like they really they they ran with like the whole um, trope that like Psycho started with, you know, showing less makes it more scary Mm -hmm. because they really do not have like any blood in the movie until like the very end when you really see like the the recap of the murder from the beginning. And it's oh, like they, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, they, um, like I, like I can't believe that I'm still shocked to this day that they made this movie on a budget of around three hundred, three hundred thousand, three hundred twenty thousand. The numbers kind of like fluctuate here and there, but three hundred, three hundred grand back then, three hundred twenty grand was still not enough, and like movies were still like averaging, you know, in the millions as far as budget goes. Mm-hmm. And they ended up grossing, you know, over multiple years, seventy million dollars. Yeah, and the, this actually was the most successful independent horror film until the Blair Witch Project came out. Like it's, yep. it's, it's insane. Like what what they did on a small budget, small crew. Like <laughs> who made? If you this? guys, if you guys haven't seen it, all of you should watch the um, that Netflix documentary, the the movies that made us. They do movies that made movie. us. Yeah, it's on yeah. my list for this one. Yeah, they do a really great episode for Halloween. They talk about how incestuous like the production was. Like everybody who produced had, like, it, Ben. Who made this movie? Oh my god, I forget his name. It's off John Carpenter was the director. It was produced by Deborah Hill, but the yeah, De- his wife produced it. Um, the distributor was let me see Compass International and Aquarius releasing. Jesus. So this was back when there was like more than two film studios. So yeah, like, that, like back that like this this movie came out on the coattails of you know promising quote unquote movies like Psycho and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but what? Hollywood yeah. Hollywood still wasn't ready to take horror seriously. And yeah. they ended up like finding this guy that was willing to like get on board and distribute it. And they started out kind of small, dialed it up, dialed it up. And then it did it did pretty respectable the first like actual year it came out. But it didn't really get its notoriety until the following Halloween. Right. That makes because sense. they called it Halloween. It was right. originally it was originally supposed to be called the babysitter murders. Oh, this was a much better choice. But I, because, I also yeah. think uh, worth mentioning that, like, where we are in the timeline and the, um, you know, in the the podcast proper, mm. we just finished 1977. So this we is did. from 78. Like, this is right where we are. So the context of everything we've been talking about the last, you know, month because we just spent four episodes in 77. So still have, yeah. Like, so that's kind of. <laughs> I don't know. Just yeah, just throwing that is, out there. We do, we have been talking a lot about this era. It's just it's it's a great movie, and I think like my last point that I made like in the notes for this episode was that I don't think it's fair to call it the first slasher because that really should go to something like Psycho okay. or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But it it really is what popularized the genre. It is what made Hollywood you know, take a second look at horror as something that could make money. Like people, no one, no one took it seriously before Halloween. Yeah. 
this was horror's sort of first um major pop culture insurgence i feel like where you had this and then you started to get like the friday the 13th movies like these things started to get like, yeah like they the friday the 13th forever. and everything else they really were like they were originally like this is another thing going back to that uh uh the movies that made us documentary the the episode of friday the 13th is how it's billed as how that was made as a copycat yeah, it's originally it sort of and then it its sort of became genre. its own thing. Yeah, it started a genre very much in the same way that I think Scream did. No, this this really was like Scream, you know, 20 years prior. Yep. Yeah, same 100%. kind of concept. I want to clarify the only reason that Halloween wasn't on my list is because then all three of us would have it on our list. I was gonna say, yeah, like, I almost Halloween is it, it is the first horror movie I watched. It is it, there is no def- more like if I had to pick a definitive horror movie for me, it's Halloween. Absolutely, it is just unbelievable. I can't I say yes. Love that movie. You know why? But yeah, it is. It well, it was for me too. It was my so like my family had traditions growing up, like for movies for specific holidays. Like every year after Thanksgiving dinner, we would watch Christmas Vacation because that started the Christmas holiday and shit. And then. For Halloween, I, dude, this was on every Halloween I remember. Oh my god, it it was amazing, and I I remember even as like a little kid, eight or nine, watching this. the The whole like him appearing and like pinning the boyfriend to the the kitchen door, and then no, uh, that was one of the scenes that always unsettled me. Yeah, as a kid watching it because like I would try to like in my you know, youthful mind rationalize like how that's even possible. And it then isn't. that's what's so fucking awesome. You don't even want to like try to do it at the end. Oh, I know. And well, and that's the thing, like the way this movie ends is honestly probably one of the greatest horror movie endings of all time. If not the greatest horror movie ending of all time, because yeah. you get this then like, yeah, he got shot or whatever. People have survived like being shot 30 times or whatever. It's the fact that he got shot, fell out of the balcony, and then, and then almost the minute he's he gone. Hit. Yeah, and he's gone. Like not it only just, like it's not even he's stirring, but he's straight up gone and the night yeah. is quiet as if nothing ever happened. It's oh my god, dude. It's it's I love every second of this movie. There isn't like a that, thing about this movie I would change. The first that time he's walking is... the kid from the side yard. When oh, Lori's dude, that freaked street, me out. Holy shit. Oh, dude, it's just, it's so good. This is why you guys have to watch that documentary. Because, like, all, all, of, all, of the, all of those scenes, like, with him watching Lori from the, the laundry and him staring from, like, out behind the bush. Yep. That all came after the fact when this guy, he was John Carpenter's best friend at the time. He was like, hey, can I be in the movie? And the guy, John Carpenter's like, you know, why don't you just stand around and do nothing? Yeah. But it's, it's like, yeah, like though all of those scenes were great. Like the ending is one of the two scenes in the movie that still like legitimately unsettles me. And the only other, like the other scene, the only other scene in the movie, like still to this day, like makes me feel uneasy is that one after Lori finds her friend's bodies and she's standing at the top of those stairs. Yeah. And she like slowly backs up. You see a 
dark black room. It's like a black abyss. There's nothing there. And then Michael Myers slowly comes into focus right before he attacks her. Yep. Like that seriously played into every fear that I had as a kid that like, you know, if you stare into the abyss, like it stares right back into you. Yeah. Oh my God. Jesus Christ, you guys. Like there's no way I'm going to bed tonight. (laughs) Well, okay. Then let's, let's jump into mine and I'm going to jump into the funny one first. Okay. And I'm doing this for you, Lindsay, because honestly, I have, I have, I'm sorry, Ben. Sorry. There was one more question that I had for you. Um, with all this, what, um, what was your, your closeout question that you chose? Okay. Oh, wait, shit. I was supposed to do that too. The worst horror movie. We can circle back to that. Yeah. Of all time. I mean, if we're sticking to what we just discussed, obviously Halloween 3 is the worst movie ever, but... (laughs) Since you and Lindsay both decided to discuss like the movie, the only movies that you've ever walked out on. I don't know if you guys ever saw this 2005 gem called Hide and Seek. Yep, I remember it. Robert De Niro, psychiatrist. Dakota Dakota Fanning is his daughter. Yeah. He ends up spending like most of the movie trying to put his life together after his wife's suicide. Water, his daughter has an imaginary friend. It's it's literally it's the only movie that I've walked out on, but and this is why I put it on there. I didn't have my license at the time, and my friend who stayed in the movie did, so I just had to wait outside for him to get out. Your friend stayed in the movie, and you bailed. (laughs) He stayed in. I walked out. I was like, I can't watch this anymore. This is literally the worst movie I've ever watched. Oh my god. Oh my god. Mine that I walked out on was. the the Incredible Hulk from like two thousand three, two thousand four, and I would never even go see that in the theaters. That's what's so funny about that. I, I well, me and my that. high school boyfriend went. We were like, "Yeah, fucking a superhero movie. Let's go see the Hulk." Like, how how bad could it possibly be? Right? Only movie bad. I've ever walked out on. I mean, yeah. that was bad. Lindsay fucked around and found out. I did. I took a well, risk. Do you want to know the worst part about this was with me? I rented it on DVD when it came out. I was was like, I told myself, I was, I was like, was I, was I too critical with this movie? Was it really not that bad? No, you weren't. No, I, I, I turned the movie off in the middle of it, and I was like, I don't even care to see how this ends. I'll read about it later. Mm -hmm. All right, Andrew. Before I get into mine, what is, uh, what was your answer for the parting question? Oh, I'm going subversive here. Um, the worst horror movie I've ever seen that I think everyone should watch because it's just absolutely a gem is Thanksgiving. Oh my God. Fuck yes, dude. If you, it is so bad, but in the perfect way, it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It is. I, I don't even want to describe it. Just literally go watch Thanksgiving cry laughing like nine times I've and then thank me later it, but i have like the picture of the homicidal turkey like etched into my brain oh it's so good it is it is the most terrible movie ever and i absolutely love it it's incredible okay i got up for a second and i came back and heard homicidal turkey so i w- otherwise would have just sort of seamlessly come back into the conversation but can what Jesus Christ. don't don't even tell us <laughs> no, that's it thanks it. killing go watch it 
Wait, what movie? Thanks Killing. Oh, absolutely. Maybe. That kind of sounds like Jack Frost, which I did. It is. Which is dude, okay. But it's even. Oh, it's my God. Like Shut, up, Frost. Shut up. Because I need you guys. I need <laughs> everyone listening to this to understand that I fucking knew in my soul. Lindsay was the only person that would have fucking seen Jack Frost. Oh, my God. Of course, I've seen I've Jack seen Frost. It. Scott, you and oh, I have are you just really? Are you serious? Dude. Yeah. I remember this movie and I remember the worst part of this movie, like both cinematically and like. Is it the anti-freeze like, scene? <laughs> no, it's the ba- it's bathtub. Oh yeah, that is bad. Yo, how much is that? Like, like, like. First of all, cocaine, and second of all, oh, I know. Um, yeah. just like the precursor for for Olaf, huh? Like, oh, it so like, was. The, if we're talking we're about Christmas that, like, movies, have either of you guys seen a movie called Santa Slay? Santa Slay with yes. uh, Triple H. Yeah. Oh, Jeff Goldberg. Or Jeff Goldberg, sorry. Yeah, I, I knew oh, it was God. a... Oh, I couldn't fucking remember. Yeah, I remember that one too. And he goes to the airport at the end. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole genre of horror Shitty movies that are movie. Christmas. No, like Christmas horror movies is like mm-hmm. a separate genre that is just so... Well... I just want to express my gratitude that no one put Nightmare Before Christmas on this list because it's I nice scary movie. fucking hate that movie. Although I did just watch Corpse Bread today. Boo. What? Dude, Corpse yeah, Bride sorry, is a masterpiece. No. Okay, we we can't get into this fight right now, but yeah, I'm not, this I'm will sorry. this yeah, will come up later. Right, You're gonna find no me. love for Tim Burton coming from me, and we can and I that is a personal bias that we can it debate is. all day, and you can feel really good about telling me that I'm wrong, and I won't be butt hurt about it, but I will not well, be turned. I will not be turned. That's I fair. fucking feel strongly about that shit. However, I will entertain a rant, so I'm open to that when we get there. Because I know Scott wants to do that stupid movie, and I'm agreeing to it. But oh my god! <laughs> to be fair, I did make her watch Pete's Dragon. Like we both had to do that. So you guys watched both of them, and I feel oh well, she watched both. There's I... no way I was watching the fucking remake from. 16. I had to watch the 1977 Hobbit. Okay, like I oh, mean, we've true. all made sacrifices here. <laughs> what you got was the privilege of discussing the Hobbit for 90 minutes. True. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Anyway, right. let's move into Scott's films. Um, Bro. Hit me with. You want to start with the lighter of the two? That was I just a further so solidification of. of yeah, us being the same person. How, um, yeah. yeah, basically the same person. Yeah, of our friendship. <laughs> yeah, a long time ago. 1998, we'll say. Because that's what's true. Um, a movie came out that encapsulated everything that nine-year-old Scott loved. It had hot chicks, because I was eight, and I was finally learning that girls can be hot and they're not gross. It had... Right. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> It had beautiful, not the desert landscapes because I fucking hate living here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it had a star-studded. It cast. had, dude. It really did. Fucking J Lo, uh, Ice Cube, so John. Say, when you're like introduced to girls not being gross, you get big booty J Lo. You do. I know. Seriously. Do. Should we? And are we? Will you cut the suspense? Can we say I'm what going the movie to cut is? The suspense. It was 1998's creature feature masterpiece, Anaconda. down in history on my fucking tombstone will be that this is my greatest and most favorite creature feature film of all time Uh, everything about this movie is scientifically inaccurate right down to the fucking noises that the snake makes but it's an amazing movie hang on but it is an amazing movie we really we think this is better than deep blue sea 
Yes, I do. And I'm going to tell you why. I agree. Because Deep Blue Sea does not have a scene like the under the boat scene does in Anaconda. That's true. And it most importantly, it doesn't have John Voight's awful accent, which is just so good. I will be the the divisive opinion here and say that I like Deep Blue Sea more. If only because of the Samuel Jackson twist. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the that's whole, like, I was no going to say. That shit coming. Yeah, I'll get that. And LL Cool J killing a shark with a lighter. Yeah. yeah. So I remember that. I will I say, though, of the two movies, because, of course, this is true, Deep Blue Sea scared me more because it's not as though they didn't scare me. There's also honorable There's mention. No you're going to run into an anaconda in your life, though. Yeah, I will well, say right. Deep Blue Sea, I liked. I liked more. But Anaconda had the most iconic scene with the guy jumping off the waterfall. Waterfall, and he catches him in the and fucking thinking, mouth. And like, you think, like, you think he's he thinks he's gonna get away, and the snake just like snaps right down. Yep. So good. Like, so, that was like I would I did not I did not see that coming. Honorable mention though to it, while we're talking about these like yeah. best of the '90s monster flicks, of which I agree, this is like I don't know that I don't necessarily think Deep Blue Sea is better. I think it's a question for me. But uh, honorable mention to Lake Placid, which is also fuck yes, dude. Great. Literally, Good. only two people in that whole movie die, and it is really? yeah. There's only two people that die: the the uh, diver at the beginning and yep. the deputy with. Oh, the diver! Uh, that part's him. scary. Yeah, yeah. that then, part was wacky. I learned only this week while watching Anaconda, which is one of the movies that I rewatched, that there is such a thing as Anaconda versus Lake Placid, and that kind oh, yeah. of yeah. changed so, my life. I haven't seen this, it, but I'm like, what? This is where I'm going to start with this. Is this movie created one theatrical se- sequel? The remainder of the, the blood four, orchid. Uh, the blood orchid. Which did exactly what fucking Rob Zombie's Halloween did and Happy Death Day 2 did. It tried to explain why the snakes were the way they were. And I was like, this is so dumb. They don't even look like the same snakes from the first one. And I hate that for you, Scott, because I I love you and I know how much it means to you that a villain just be fucking evil for the sake of it and that they not go back to That's my love for Halloween. That's why I'm not even going to talk about Halloween as much because it is on my list. Both the 2018 and the 1978 ones are on my list. I'm not going to talk about them. But I do with that, I do want to answer one of your questions that I saw in the notes, Lindsay. Yes, there are two different snakes in this film. The first Thank one, you. if you pay attention, gets shot. Well, I mean, obviously it's hard to miss, but it gets shot in the head when uh by J Lo. Uh when right after Westrich tries to jump out of the waterfall. And then it's coming for Danny, and she picks up the rifle and shoots the anaconda as it's picking up the dead girl's body that Sarone strangled with his legs. Cause he, he drops right. her into the water and then the anaconda picks her body up and I'm like, why? Um, but the, she shoots that one in the head. Another really good way to tell is the one that's following them is a smaller and it has yellow and red under its eyes. The one that comes after them in the factory only has red and it's yeah. massive. Yeah, that I thought that was a different huge. snake. That was that was my one question about the movie. Is, is is there? I didn't realize that ever watching this movie that there was like multiple snakes. So that mm-hmm. was eye opening for me as a rewatch. And my other question is like, so this movie comes out in 1997. We're looking at like like a ridiculously studded cast for this, right? Like Owen Wilson's in this movie. Like yeah. it's everybody is in this. 
Wolfram, and John Voight, J Lo, Ice Cube. Yeah, and uh, and they the weren't British dude nobody. That the bad guy in Jumanji. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they these guys weren't nobodies in the late nineties. So like, no. how did they get the cast for this shitty movie? And I wonder. I postulate. The answer to that question is that this is, in fact, not a shitty movie, and the cast knew it, that this thing actually is good. Oh, it so is. That's the whole thing. It it knows what it is. Oh, I completely forgot to mention, uh, Danny Trejo is also in this movie. He's yeah. in the beginning. He's Which the guy that he? gets killed in the beginning. The one that uh, we are watching the opening of the movie from the snake's perspective, and it follows him up the boat tower, or the the, the mast. And then he shoots himself in the head. I re- oh my god, that was him! Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's so, everybody. Everyone is in this. Yeah, there's there's a fuckload of people in this, but I I think the reason I love this movie so much is I love knowing that I love knowing the science behind how this almost is accurate, like. I love snakes. I fucking love snakes. And I could spend hours talking about them. Anacondas are the strongest snakes in the world. They also, there's no recorded occurrence of an anaconda eating and killing a, or killing and eating a human being. They have killed human beings. Absolutely. They have never eaten a human being. They just strangle them. Yeah. They just strangle them. Wait, what do you mean they tried? Because they They eat like deer. They could totally eat us. So the two biggest things that you need to know about snakes are, well, anacondas in general, the whole unhinging their jaw thing is not a true fact. Snakes do not have hinged jaws. Their jaws work like saw bones or saws back and forth. They, they're, they have an inner lining of another jaw that goes back and forth as they move their heads back and forth to break down and destroy what's in their mouth. And they're, they're, uh, serrated, and edged so what it goes in that snake's mouth is not coming out unless that snake fucking wants it to but that's why that's why the parts where like it bites Sarone and then just like lets him go but then bites him again i'm like why dude you already had him like this is so dumb well but, but wait it, it eats him and then it throws him up but he's already dead so well, and that, well, no, but then he like winks at her. He it's winks, horrific. and I was like, "Damn, that's actually kind holy of cool. shit!" Yeah, but so why don't they in real life eat people if they've killed them? Like, because they could, right? We're not saying they can't. No, yeah. So when a snake okay. is feeding, they are at their most vulnerable. They can't move. They are slow as shit. Anacondas are massively expert swimmers, but they are slow as shit on land. And most people are smart enough to know that, oh, shit, this is where, like, anacondas live. I'm not going to fucking hang out here. Because if it grabs you, brings you in the water, I'm pretty sure unless you're with someone, you're going to be dead. But, but why don't they eat people? You're there. The width of your shoulders is greater than the the ability for their mouths to consume. But some boa constrictors can eat deer and stuff, and they have much bigger width than we do. So yeah, some snakes are... must be able to eat people, just not oh, an sure anaconda. It, anaconda probably could if it broke us down enough and it was smart enough yeah. to go uh not if not lay us horizontally, but like vertically. 
Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like they would. I don't know. I've just I've seen snakes eat like giant deer, and I'm like, okay, so real quick, yeah. So real quick, as far as I'm aware, because like a quick history lesson for people listening, I used to live in Brazil, but as far as I'm aware, like there are stories of indigenous, specifically kids and like young kids that were supposedly eaten by anacondas. But again, these are like, it's no documented. Th- this is no documented. Right. So yeah. it's the same with people getting killed by piranha. There's no documented yeah. proof of people being killed by a school of piranha, but it's undoubtedly bound to have happened. Any hoodles. This movie is hilarious. Doesn't make sense. I fucking love it. I hate the noise that the snake makes. It just doesn't make any sense at all. Snakes don't scream. They don't have vocal cords. They can't. The most they can make is the hiss sound. I just, oh, dude, everything about this movie just cracks me up. And I fucking love it. Dude, I could watch it on repeat so many times. I could watch it solely for John Voight's accent. That's oh, I know. Like, the horrendous accent. So good. <laughs> they hold you tighter than your true love. And then you have the pleasure of hearing your balls explode. I'm like, what? <laughs> Where is he from? Not, not the Amazon um, basin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just like, what the fuck is this, man? Dude, I don't know, but I will say, I just I fucking I loved this movie. <laughs> Everybody else was so good, and he was so good, even though he was awful. You guys could do gonna, an entire episode on like 90s creature features. I feel we like we said should. that. Well, because did you get like Scott... pumpkin head gremlins? Fucking, oh my god, uh, did you guys leprechaun. Oh my god, you will Rising. not, you will not catch me rewatching Relic. gremlins. Deep Rising was a good one. Deep Rising was a great movie. I just oh, remember the only thing I remember so about the movie was the chick gets eaten through the toilet. Yeah, through the toilet. Like, that scarred me as a kid. Oh, Slither. Holy shit. Oh, I haven't thought of I like that in so long. I like that the ones good. where there was, like, an octopus and, like, there's... That's, like, that's uh, Deepwater Horizon. Or Deep, yeah, yeah. Deep Horizon. Deepwater Horizon like, was the I liked that. I like I liked shit like Sharknado is just, oh, like, ridiculous. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like... I I like to I I would like very much like get high and watch Sharknado like I all day. <laughs> if you guys ever do a video on Godzilla, please for the love of God call me. I have we so are. much to say. Scott wants to do a whole. We're gonna figure it. out how to do Godzilla. We'll definitely do the newer movies when we get there in the timeline. I have a ton to say about the '90s Godzilla. <laughs> oh, the dude. See, '90s Godzilla was like the beginning of the end for me on scary stuff. I remember going to see that with my dad. And at the end of that movie, I was like, I want to leave now. I want to leave now. My dad's like, the movie's not over. Why do you want to leave now? I was like, because there's going to be a fucking egg and there's going to be another Godzilla and I'm going to have nightmares because now they want to set up a sequel and I can't handle that plot development. Can we leave? And my dad's like, no. And I had to there's see that more scene. Godzillas. I was not okay. I was so scared. <laughs> I, I, such a wuss. I swear to God, but... But I was really glad when that when Scott wanted to put Anaconda on here, because um, I really like Anaconda. But uh, it was a fun movie, though. Like it, it was it was fun to watch. Sorry, I had like, to run I, to the bathroom. I saw it like <laughs> way way after the fact growing up, but I do I like I distinctly remember thinking like I did not expect it like I did not expect to enjoy the movie that much. Yeah. Well. And here's the thing too, like, I, 
up to that point, the really the only creature feature movies I'd been exposed to were Jaws, which I cannot believe is not on anybody's list. Well, that's I know, why huh? I will. That's why I will say I like Deep Blue Sea more. Is like Anaconda, like on some level, feels like even though it's in the middle of a jungle, it's more like contained, like the ocean with oh, sharks. Yeah. Like it's like it's you're you're in the deep. You're literally in the deep blue sea, like the name of the movie is. Like mm-hmm. I loved, I love Jaws. I love the deep. I love deep blue sea. Uh, the Shallows is like one of my more recent like favorite shark movies. Like it's. How about the Meg? I have a very specific the Meg reason. Meg was so for, fucking good. Dude, I, love I have you a so very spe- specific reason for liking the Shallows, but let's just say it's not the shark. No, it's definitely not no. the shark. <laughs> there is nothing wrong um, no, with the, watching Blake Lively in a bikini for 90 minutes. I was going to so say, good. it's really okay for us all to say that that is the only reason to watch that mm-hmm. movie because otherwise I, it's way too real and scary. No, thank you. It isn't, though. That's my biggest problem. Is like, no, it's it, extremely The like, trailer touted it like a real scary movie like dude she cut her leg she's stuck on this fucking rock and this shark is actually around her but how scott the, is with snakes is me to sharks so yeah. like yeah that's just not how like, that works the first of all it's a mix between a great white shark and a tiger shark what it actually is is not a real shark it's like an amalgamation of like tons of things it's a it's a what do they call I mean, it? Jurassic kind of, Park. I love it. Like, oh, a hybrid. Like, no, but what's the name of the dinosaur? It's an Indominus Rex. It's like it's literally like that's what that's what that's the beauty of it though. Like that's everyone's fear of sharks is that it's more than what you think it is. Yeah, it's thalassophobia, yeah, but true. like given a physical form for sure. I'm sure there is like I don't know what the scientific term for being afraid of sharks is, but um, I don't know Whatever so, it is is a shame because sharks are. I know. Endangered and be nice awesome. to sharks if you're hearing that sharks are cool. They're not out to get you. Cut it out, guys. They're also scary, but yes. They're dope. I swam with them before. I have too, but yikes. I so, want to say I would, but I don't think I have well, you're the a dad now, though, so that's that. different. Yeah. I was so <laughs> oh my god. The ocean scares the fuck out of me. Yay, Lindsay does have thalassophobia. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I I really I would like very much for someone to hold my hand if I'm snorkeling. And oh, if there's the no one available to do that, I'd rather not scares snorkel. the fuck out of me, too. And if you guys haven't watched it, it's not a great movie, but Underwater, that Christmas Underwater was movie, so dumb, but it was also so good. Like, it, like it's just literally, it's like, ties into the whole, like, what is out there, like, literally in the depths of the ocean that we can't see. Honestly, the part of that movie that scared me the most was when they had to do the the trench walk and the dude's mask cracked. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm done. I'm fucking nope. Nope, right out of that. You guys should watch videos of underwater caving. That should be super Fuck fun no, for you. Oh, I know. Uh-uh, no. I'm good. Huge I'm good. Shit and I'm like, no Shout way. out Dive Talk. That is not okay. <laughs> that shit makes me real nervous. I don't like that at all. Not one little bit. So I'm Anything glad that we saved this. I was going to say, speaking of terrifying underground wet places, I don't want to go. I'm so glad that we like rearranged this like this because it's perfect. If there's any movie that encapsulates like what fear is and like what it means to be afraid, it's my number one with a bullet all time favorite scary movie. I have a literal like corner of my desk dedicated to him. It's fucking 2017 and 2019's Stephen King's It. And I am including so both of them 
because it is a part one, part two. They are it's part of the same book. There is literally nothing about this movie I don't love. And you are a book fan, right? I want to lay that out because knowing shit about it, the book is very different than having seen these movies. Even the new one that goes into the ritual of Chud, which I'll let you discuss. Well, so that's the thing. This movie is more accurate to the book in some ways and less accurate in others. Like, and I just pointed this out to you the other night, but a big difference. Bill's wife is not in this at all. I don't even know why they included her in the second one. She like, she's not even a factor. Neither is Bev's uh, abusive husband. He's just in the beginning. Oh, because Bev's abusive the, husband, you, we could have called. Like that was if well, he, yeah. they hadn't included him, I would have been like, and Bev totally has an abusive husband. Yeah, and by the uh, way, no fault of her own, of course. I well, just yeah. like, yeah, that tracks. Well, so I have to start off by mentioning Tim Curry because I love Tim Curry. I love Tim Curry in Disney's Three Musketeers. I love Tim Curry in Home Alone Two, Escape from or Lost in New York. I almost said Escape from New York. <laughs> <laughs> lost that got a lot more violent i know that got movie. way more violent but that kid is violent as shit so it fits um but I, tim curry's wasn't scary to me like i watched that when i was six six or seven and Same. that wasn't scary i was just like dude this is like funny and the animation's horrible what was scary <laughs> in the original you, one was like what happened to the people yeah but like the it you know itself was mm-hmm. not scary yeah. that that must be a nice world to live in guys fuck fuck all of y'all <laughs> that you weren't scared of tim curry fuck you first of all this is one of <laughs> seth green's first movies i i need you to know that i do know that um okay. and and another thing that i really just incidentally love about the original tim curry because i did i will say up front and i'll say more about it later it is a movie that I am very scared of, but very much like. This is a horror movie I like. And I liked the original Tim Curry. Oh, yeah, it was hard. It took me a couple of days, but it was really I liked it. <laughs> I'm scared as shit of it, but I really like it. But um, in the original one, I really like the way that they update the nostalgia cycle on it. Mm-hmm. Like, it is the epitome of how to explain the 30 year nostalgia cycle. That w- it's yeah. like the original one, the kids are growing up in the 50s and it's in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then now it's the other way around. They're going it's up the, in the 80s, 80s and then they and go into the 2020s. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's or the well, epitome of that, which yeah. I like. So it's funny that you say that because that's one of the main things that works for me is this isn't about at the core of this movie pennywise is not like a vengeful or evil thing as like you would define like michael myers is evil he's pure evil he literally just kills for no reason he just kills he there's no rhyme or reason why he kills tim uh, pennywise literally kills to survive he's eating he's eating to survive and he just happens to have this power of omnipotence where he knows what his prey is most afraid of and can turn into him. It's, it's no different than like a rattlesnake using like a rattler to lure shit in or waiting and hiding or whatever, you know it or a bushmaster hiding amongst leaves to snap out at like a frog or whatever, or a rat. It's just a fucking feature of his being. So 
while everybody's like, oh my God, he's so scary. And it's da, da, da. I'm like, okay, but like, he's not, he doesn't hate. Oh, okay. I can't say that. Cause he does hate the losers club. Um, he didn't hate Georgie. He didn't like, he wasn't vengeful against, uh, you know, Betty Ripsum or, uh, Victor Vicky under the bleachers, which by the way, that scene fucked me up. Oh my God. Um, and a lot of it is just like, he, I don't want to say he's misunderstood because I can't, you can't sympathize with him because at the end of the day, he's omnipotent enough to know that what he's doing is like awful. So I guess I kind of just like backtracked on what I just said a bit. But. He seems like he's totally a bad dude. Like he did, he did, okay. At a minimum, Pennywise does not care what the no. impact of what he's doing mm -hmm. is. So I really like thinking of, well, I know you hate this, but I I love the idea that Damn Pennywise and Mary Poppins are the same. Well, it's it reminds me of like Monsters Inc., right? If Pennywise yeah, was fair. like a monster in Monsters Inc. that like realized that what he was doing was like horrendous, might try to find another way to accomplish that, right? Like Mary Poppins clearly did because she had a soul. Pennywise doesn't seem worried about the impact of what he's doing, so I don't. No, he only cares about feeding. Yeah. Okay, but uh, genuinely. Because I'm confused. I feel like we watch different movies. Because I genuinely feel when I was watching it that Pennywise is enjoying what he's doing. I oh, don't think I, I don't think he's just doing this because <laughs> he needs to feed. I mean, I think he's enjoying it as much oh as my God. the editor enjoys it. So that like does imply right? evil. So, alright. I need to explain it for anybody <laughs> who doesn't know. By the way, Lindsay, that was the fucking funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, I'm so, really like it, picturing myself eating my next burger. I know you're just <laughs> like, it's gonna be just maniacal <laughs> evil as I enjoy it. Come on, burger, we all float down here. Oh my god! <laughs> so, if anybody hasn't read the book and it never explains it in the movie, and I have not, by the way. Okay, so in the book, there's only one chapter that is actually from Pennywise's perspective. And in it, he talks about how using fear is akin to salting meat. So the, the more afraid the kid is, and first of all, he feeds on children because their uh, fears are more tangible. You can actually turn into them. Like, he couldn't run up to me and be like, I'm credit card debt. I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, like, my God. That would totally was, work on me. I, but is I, he, well, yeah. so does he feed on the fear or on the flesh of the children? No, he feeds on them. He feeds on their flesh. But, like, the fear is, like, putting okay. hot sauce on wings it just makes that better okay so he is fully an evil bastard like this is he's not just like living yeah to, I'm gonna have to not just killing to survive i'm like wait no i'm glad you said it because we got to examine it but yeah. which really this is why even because it scares the absolute ever living hell out of me mm -hmm. but i really like it because it is obviously fantasy it's like i can oh, yeah. operate in this even though it scares the shit out of me i can operate well, in this wheelhouse like i get this and the best part about it is it while it is fantasy there are aspects of this movie that are insanely real like even while these kids are yeah. stuck inside this scary movie they're still fucking with each other well like, i love the kids yeah they're so funny like they have to they have to clean up the bathroom that's filled with blood in bev's house and uh, Richie's like, dude, is that what happens? Like every time girls get periods, like, <laughs> like that shit is just, it's so funny to me. Cause they are very really. So well, and that's what the book is about. It's about 
letting go of your childhood, like, and becoming adults. Because the movie ends with them as adults confronting their fears in Pennywise and overcoming them so they can live normal lives. Um, and Andrew, whether you've read the book or not, I'm sure you know that in the book there is a very different scene at the end of the children's first fight with Pennywise. Yeah. Yeah, I you've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. about that. Is Are we... I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it, but everybody yeah. who knows, if you've been around enough, you know enough about how or uh, it and all that shit. First of all, <laughs> Stephen King was doing a fuckload of drugs when he wrote this. Cocaine is becoming really important in this part of the timeline. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, I kind of picked up on that. <laughs> yeah, we a little bit are sleeping on that. I actually got listener feedback of, uh, are you going to address the role of cocaine in the 70s? I feel like we kind of need to. You know? I'm like, yeah. maybe we should because we didn't talk about it in Pete's Dragon. And in retrospect, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, cocaine, that's right. <laughs> so... I, the only other thing I'm going to say about this, because, you know, we can move on. We've been talking about scary movies for quite a while now. Um, the only thing to talk about. The, I know. Uh, the only other thing is the part of this that still scares me is the fact that only the children can see him. And only the kids can see what he's doing. He make he controls everything that happens in Derry. And the the best example of that is when Bowers is carving his name into Ben and the two old people just drive right by. And then obviously the balloon pops Wait. up and it shows that he is in control of what these people do and see. So that wasn't so was that really happening? Bowers really did that and yes. Pennywise prevented yeah, really adults happened. from seeing yeah. it? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's okay. All right. I was like, wait, did that not? Was that like Pennywise and not Bowers? Okay. No, it really happened because then he goes after them, and that's how Patrick Hockstetter dies. Right. Because he gets let in there. Also, Patrick Hockstetter's death in that movie is my favorite of all of them. I have a favorite death yeah, in all of my favorite one. in all of my horror movies. Hockstetter's death in the first one is my favorite. And uh the what is the kid's name? The kid that lives in Bill's old house. In the fun house. That's my favorite death in the second one. Yeah, that is really... So, shout out to the cast of this movie. For of real. both of these movies. The kids were incredible. And, I mean, fuck. Uh, what's his name? Ben. Talking about Bill? Professor X. Oh, James oh, McAvoy. James Thank McAvoy, you. Yeah. Um, that was some of the best accent Older work ben. I've maybe ever seen. He was yeah. so good. Yeah, his it was unbelievable, and yeah, that scene with the like ever just him, he was such a standout. And Bryce Dallas Chastain was back; she was great. She was, yeah, she was Bry back in the Bryce Dallas Howard. No, it's no. Bryce Dallas Chastain because she looks just like Jessica Chastain. Oh my god, just like Bryce Dallas Howard. It's the same person, and I can't tell them apart, and I'm bad with names. So whenever either of them appears, it's Bryce Dallas Chastain, and she was excellent in this. Yeah, one of was. them, one of them fought a clown. One ran from a T Rex in heels. In heels. I in heels. God fucking damn it, Scott. I I have a I have a question. Oh, I have an answer for you here. Being being a fan of these movies and the book, mm -hmm. did you read eleven twenty two sixty three? Yes, I did, and it makes the reference to Pennywise in the in the uh, statue. Yeah, when yeah, he goes awesome. to the ironworks, that was. He hears the clown laughing from the sewer. Yeah, and like he, that. 
Yeah, it was it was great. That that part of the book like really unsettled me, and I did not expect yes. that. And what yeah. so I thought was like a happens. time travel thriller. I know, and it's so good too because all of Stephen King's novels interact with each other in some way. Oh, this is another Stephen King. I was like, are you guys yeah, telling no, me yeah, it's no, somewhere yeah. oh, else? Yeah. Uh, I don't like that at all. I am never yeah, no, asleep uh, after tonight, you guys. 11-22-63 is about this guy who inherits a diner that lets him time travel into the past, and he decides to save JFK. Mm. Oh, you they made a show about that. Yeah, okay. and okay. Like, part of it, part of the, the, the book is where he makes a detour in Derry after mm. the events of It. And he runs across <sighs> Bev and Richie and then goes to the ironworks. And like he is like he can sense that there's something in there that's trying mm -hmm. to lure him in. And he, he nopes the fuck out right away. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, you know, I will say, too, I the second example here of a movie and which Lindsay story that my like meme that, my meme that I sent you where it's like I may be white. But yeah, not, but, uh, uh, but I'm not. Let's go see what that noise was. White. Yeah, yeah like that. Well, this. Oh, is that's so, totally me. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is New England again, yep. right? Yep. And so this growing up and now, like that looks like home, and it just feels very real to me that this could happen. Like the, all of the shit that takes place in New England feels like, yeah, Derry, Maine. Like that's that. Mm -hmm. I could be there. That could be. That could be happening. Fuck me. Like I. Well, God, stay away from drains. So, well, yeah, so that's my favorite part. I can never remember what the book is. I think it might still be 112267. He's walking through the city or downtown and he thinks he sees what looks like two silver dollars from the storm drain. And Fuck I think it's, that. I yeah. can't remember. It's like, no, it's, it's, I'm, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's 1120. It's right before he runs into bed. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right before he runs into him. And then what's really cool. And this is like, I love the idea that Pennywise is still alive. Um, yeah. Cause like, that's the whole thing. It's like, he's hibernating. Yeah. When Jake gets there risen. in 112263. Mm -hmm. Cause there, I can't remember. But that's like, that just goes book. to show like just how powerful Pennywise is. Oh is yeah. That, He's reaching out to Jake and trying to lure him in while he's From hibernating. A whole other world. Yeah, while he's asleep. Um, there's an I can never remember what the other book is, but there's another book where this guy walks past Town Square and I I don't think it's Doctor Sleep, but I don't know why I want to say it is. Um, on a statue in the center of town, someone spray painted Pennywise lives. Fuck that. I, I can't remember which one it is, but it's so Anyway, so yeah, it is my all-time favorite number one with a bullet scary movie. Now, because you brought up Chernobyl, I'm going to tell you guys what my all-time worst scary movie is. And Andrew Dream actually knows what this is, is what it is. Dreamcatcher. That's it. Okay, I knew it. All right. Okay, I knew it was not fucking Doctor Sleep. Yeah, because that like just came out, right? Well, the book's been around for a while, but yeah, Dreamcatcher was. Dreamcatcher was a weird ass book. I remember yeah. that shit. All of this yeah. is all these horrible evil things coming to kill little New England well, children. Like, like, I'm really what, kind of what, like what it. The what does the universe have against Derry to have like I alien know. killer clowns, other aliens, time travel? I'm traveling diners that it's... affect the clown. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, Stephen King lives in Maine, first of all, but well, yeah, also big, I mean, that's why stuff. really, but also because New England is the spookiest. Like yeah. Fall well, is the I mean, best. Yeah, you it's got, always you know, spookiest. You got In's mouth over there too. 
the best job interaction I've ever had was I did tech support for Stephen King one time. That's cool. I can't say what company I was working for, but I I did tech support for him one time. Mm -hmm. And Scott saw it and was able to verify that that was fact. It was fucking lit, dude. So he's up in the middle of this. You're my hero. I love you. Super nice guy. He's out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere up there. He is yep. now, yeah. Oh, yeah, His he house is. is gorgeous. Guaranteed um, haunted. Oh, for sure. Hands down. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so this is the only... Ma- so I love films just in general. I will never disrespect a film by pirating it. I will never disrespect a film by walking out of it. That being said, in my entire life, I have only ever walked out of one movie, and it was this movie. And the movie is Chernobyl Diaries. This movie is horrendous, stupid, makes no sense, and forgets what its plot is like nine times. It's so fucking dumb. I and mean, it's, it was basically the hills have eyes and shit. It was, but like but you bad. don't ever see anything. It's just shit out standing behind like, someone off in the shadows, and that's it. Lindsay, did you ever see this movie? No. Alice is in it. <laughs> Oh, no, no shit, really? So you watch it every night? My Alice, yes, that's why I watched it. Like, way back (laughs) before The Magicians. She's like the last person to die, if I remember correctly. Yep. She's the one that, like, gets dragged off camera. Yep. So basically, this movie is about uh, four friends who are touring Russia. And they are like, dude, we want to do some, like, crazy shit before we move on to Amsterdam next week. And one of their friends is like... Hey, I heard about this guy that will illegally take you into the quarantine zone of Chernobyl. I want to do that so bad. I know you do. Basically, they're living Andrew's wet dream. Um, yes. That's a separate <laughs> conversation. There's uh-huh. like, I'm like, all the red flags just went up, Andrew. What? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Again, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like they go, this, this dude is like, okay, yeah, like I'll drive you over there. Right off the bat, dude, as soon as they get into the quarantine zone, they stop in front of this lake and they find this like four eyed fish that has sharp teeth and growls like a bear. Just like it's plausible. It is. It's so dumb. I know. And then they're like, come on, we're going to go a little bit further in. And then if I remember correctly, because I don't want to, um, they park and then Yuri, the guy who like took them there, wanders off. And then comes back super disheveled, grabs a gun from the glove compartment, and then he's never seen again. And then from there, it's just the friends walking around the fucking facility, getting radiation poisoning the whole fucking time they're there. And sometimes you'll get a glimpse of like a silhouette of a person standing off in the distance that none of the characters notice. And one by one, they just start getting taken off camera. It's so dumb. I fucking hated everything about this movie. Does it go anywhere? No, it no. literally ends nope. with the terrible. So they rescue one of their friends and then they're like, we're going to go look for a car, even though she very clearly is dying of extreme radiation poison poisoning, like right in front of their eyes. She's dying. Like her eyes are bleeding. Her fucking ears are like letting out this black pus. Dude, it's fucking ridiculous. But they're like, we're going to leave you like right here. And it's these, it's the road, and then it's these stairs that lead into a little down cellar thing. And the camera shifts up a little bit, and you just see a silhouette of a guy standing at the bottom of the stairs. And then she's gone. And so the friends are like, we gotta find her, because this is a movie. 
And so they go looking for the boyfriend gets taken by something you almost see, like it rushes at him or something, and it's making all these weird like sounds and shit. And then, if I remember correctly, the girl gets rescued by the Russian military. Yep. But then she's imprisoned in a cell with whatever the things roaming around that roaming around Chernobyl were. Yeah, pretty much. And a you know too much. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, that sounds way. fucking stupid. It's so dumb. God, like they thought they okay. thought they had a good movie, and then they decided to make a gotcha ending that didn't really make yeah. sense. And it, Scott, yes, sir. Are you gonna bring up that movie? We talked about it at the beginning because you, God damn it, because you <laughs> did. Yeah, I'll bring it up. No. Oh my God, is it M Night Shyamalan's whatever the fuck where they wear the red coat? Oh, the village. Oh, the village. I actually, no, I actually enjoyed that. that whole, there's one no. scene in that whole movie that scared me. And it's when she's really up in the tower that. and she looks down the ladder and the thing goes running across. Oh my God, that dude, that I, was so good. That part I will me say, up. I was like, oh shit. Scott calling the killer in Happy Death Day, like at the first 20 minutes. I yeah. knew the twist in the village, like from the Oh, trailer. I know. I, I guessed it in the trailer, and I was like, I swear to God, if they do this, it's going to be the worst movie ever. Well, I so saw the stupid was... fucking village in the stupid fucking theater, and this is one of, like, it in the past one week of thinking about horror movies, I've determined, like, four or five movies that were the last fucking straw for me, and this is one of them, that <laughs> I was scared like... to goddamn death the whole way through in the theater, and then at the end, M. Night Shyamalan was like, fuck you, I just made you look like an asshole, you've been wetting your for real, and now you look like a dick, and I was like, you know what, I'm done with you, M. Night Shyamalan, you've made me look a fool, and I'm done with horror, and that was like, I just... I mean, God, he I got he got me with the sixth sense, but that was about it. Oh, for me sure. too. See, that's what's so funny. Oh, dude. I thought and Signs I... was good. I mean, okay, like, so that's what I was gonna say. Signs, signs I liked. Signs from was the a good very movie. first scene in that movie. It was that not scary, but it was like so it only scared, me. scared me. It wasn't yeah. scary. It was good until you start to wonder why the hell why would, would an intelligent species yeah. invade a planet that they could they should obviously know is comprised of two-thirds of the thing they're weak against. Yeah. That's so stupid. Yeah. So fucking dumb. Okay, but come on. When they're in Brazil and you have that quick glimpse of it walking between the bush and the house. Oh, at the birthday party? Okay. And where Joaquin Phoenix is watching that TV, that scared the piss out of me the first time. That's one of those movies good. You you can't think too much and start dissecting it because then it's like you're like... the. Are these the dumbest aliens in the universe? Well, no, oh, that's why it didn't are. stick the one, with these me. These are the ones like, that made contact? No, like, yeah. all of the movies that I watched, like, are the ones that I thought about later and still scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I didn't bring up any of these movies. Because they were good, but, like, they didn't... Afterwards, well, I wasn't, like, staring at the roof being like, oh, my God, they're aliens. Well, wait, I well, did actually thing, just derail Scott's thought. Yeah, I apologize. I had, a, no, 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 I had like, a thought maybe we were on the same page there of, like, shitty fake-outs. But, no, you had a different one, so No, tell well, me. the village... go. The village can go fuck itself because, like I said, there's only yeah. one scary part in that whole movie to me. Sixth Sense fucked me up the first time I saw it, but after I figured it out, I was like, no. Um, in Signs, though, the only two parts that scared me was the birthday party, the the home footage, and yeah, the that was very a fucking beginning when Mel Gibson's up like super early and he's trying to get dressed and he's looking out the window and there's just someone standing on the barn. Oh yeah, that was I was great. like, fuck that no, dude. Good. That the would scare part, the absolute shit out of me. 
I will say the other part that got me in signs was in the basement with the hand through. Oh, like, the hand that was camouflaged. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I remember that one. That one was really good too. Um, okay, because Andrew brought it up, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, so I literally have only seen this movie one time, and I saw it in theaters, and it fucked me up so bad that seeing the trailer for the third one gave me a full-on panic attack for about a half an hour. Um, oh, yeah, you did mention this at the start. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a movie called Insidious. <sighs> okay. No, thank I, you. And also, if I'm not mistaken, we are going to discuss that. And, and also, we haven't good. like braked to bring that in. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm probably just going to put them at the beginning of the episode. Honestly. Well, so then we then we have discussed it, right? Because didn't Matt yeah, bring this by up? Now we have Matt brought it up. That fucker, because he knew. Yeah, I. <laughs> and I'm um, sure my mom will bring it up. This is what happens when I yikes. record out of <laughs> out of order. Well, we can put them at the end. We've been talking yeah. like it'll come later, and then we just never took a break. So whatever. that's fine. Um, yeah, the point is, yeah. Also, yikes! I had to look up like what is this, and as yeah, soon as I saw made... the image of it, no. <laughs> we made her Google the fucking dude. Um, so here's the thing about the movie, though, is like it's only scary until the dad goes and gets the son, and then the dad has like superpowers and shit, and I'm like, no. This is where this is so dumb. I the think it was really stupid. And it didn't make until sense. He gets possessed. Well, yeah. And then he gets, yeah. I think that personally that the jump scare, the one that everybody knows mm-hmm. is the most well executed jump mm-hmm. scare in any movie I've ever seen. In That's why opinion. it still fucks me up to this day. Yeah. Well, and okay. So like a close second to movies, I like almost, I don't think I've ever jumped harder. Yeah. The it's only definitely time that. I will say I've jumped harder was in the haunting a hill house like that Ooh, jump that, scare is that was a good car. movie but i agree okay that was a really good jump scare i just i think the one in insidious the way they played it off is it is there is no expectation no setup. at yep. all they completely subverted it they and they kind of do that in the car scene but it's not uh, as yeah. it is not as like uh, just because it, it's broad daylight like i want you I guys know. to know that i'm we're talking about this shit right now and i'm in my office and the only light in my office is a fucking single candle dude and i'm eating candy corn and uh, dude i i went the, I went, the distance. I, I went the distance for you guys on this episode <laughs> every light know. in my apartment is on i have <laughs> oh see like i'm terrified to turn around right now <laughs> and look at my fucking light switch oh my god i i swear i'm never i have not slept all week i have been like getting bad sleep as i can't wait to go see dune tomorrow and just like I know. Yeah, reset my palate right now because <laughs> yes well, we are recu- recording this uh, a week ahead of its release mm-hmm. well i think we have effectively covered just about every avenue of of fear i think we've got supernatural we've got slasher we've got the thought-provoking like scary movies um i have a plug of scary things that i like they're spooky dude let's go i have a couple plugs yeah fucking bring it bring it now um lock and key season two came out uh today the 20s so by the time this comes out it'll have been out for a week Wait, that's a scary show 
I it's not scary, but it's definitely movie. spooky. Right, oh Ben? God. It's spooky. She lives I, in the I, well. I watched it. She lives down the well and she's and he says, Who are you? Are you my echo? And she goes, Yeah, I am. I'm gonna fucking murder you. It's it's like it's totally okay. spooky. Just trust me, you would like it. It has spooky elements, but it's like sci-fi horror and not actually scary enough for me to really like it. Um, and it's super good, and I'm rewatching season one now, and season two just came out Holy today. Holy fuck. Okay, I have to stand up, dude. My on God, my girlfriend off, just yeah. walked out the front door, and my window faces the front door, and I didn't see her fucking step outside. Oh, my God. And she just went <laughs> walking past my window. That scared the fuck out of me, dude. I'm turning my light on. I see. This is windy. I can't wait for this to be over. <laughs> that was so awesome. Oh my that's god! Like, that's the Almost main difference the I think between like us and you, Lindsay. When, after we get scared, we're all like, "Dude, that was so fucking sick!" And you're like, "No, exactly." Kill myself. Yeah, and I can't sleep because all I can see is the clown. And like, I yeah. honest to god, I and I like it. Like I said, I really do. I think it's really good. But after, like, I didn't even finish the whole movie. I was like halfway through the movie, and I had to go to bed. And I'm texting Ben, and he's like laughing at me because I'm scared. And I'm like, No, I'm serious. I'll I need you to give me a, a verbal that there's no clown. Show, and I'll put on another one. <laughs> it was too oh, late yeah. at night, dude. And even I watched. Uh, or I'll play I watched Happy game. Death Day, and then after Happy Death Day, I watched Hocus Pocus and went to bed, and still had nightmares about the mask. Like I, the imagery sticks with me, and I, yep. I was like, no, I need a confirmation that this the clown isn't real. I'm not I know, kidding you right said, now. You sent that to me like six times. Like just say it. <laughs> Tell me there's no clown. Jesus Christ, uh, Andrew. What are your plugs? uh world war z audiobook seriously for your horror fans out there it is horror in a completely like realistic zombie apocalypse it is extremely good max brooks is an incredible author local 58 on youtube uh it is awesome analog horror it's like 20 minutes but the amount of like of stuff going on right now because it is coming back like the, if you go on the subreddit Things are developing right now for the second, I guess you would call it season. It, this stuff is happening. So you can get involved in this stuff. You can get involved in the hunt for clues. It is probably going to turn out to be incredible. And um, this is going to be kind of a random shout out, but for like the deep cut horror people out there, uh, Raw, it's a French movie and it is... It is horror in a very interesting way. I'm not going to spoil anything about it, but seriously, if you're looking for like, you know, new outside of America horror, seriously, check it out. Watch raw. Hell yeah. Ben, do you have any? Yeah. For anyone that loved Hill house or Bly Manor, it's not necessarily horror per se, but it's like a good old fashioned story driven monster show. Midnight mass is amazing. I enjoyed every second of it. And if you are a gamer out there and you want something that will make you shit bricks, there's a game on Xbox and PC right now called Visage that I literally cannot play for more than like 30 minutes at a time because I have to put it down and take a break. It's legitimately the most unsettling thing I've ever played in my entire life. Hell I yeah. can't even imagine doing a horror video game. That sounds like hell. Oh and I've, I've tried playing it with headphones too, and I'm like, I, I can't do it. I can't. I I don't even like to go up into like, like the the northeast corner of the map on Red Dead oh at night. God. It's a little scary there at night. There's some hooligans. Fucking There's a ghost, ghost train. Town. 
Yeah, as a ghost train. I'm like, I don't know if being up there at night's real spooky. I don't like that. Like, I'm I'm not playing a horror video game. So here's my two plugs for you, Lindsay. (laughs) You need to like, one of them's really funny, but it's also like nightmare fuel. Oh my God. Look up the game Choo Choo Charles. No, thank you. Dude. You already got a no from her. Yeah, I know. I think I've heard of this. It was like kids were doing the rounds with this a few years ago, right? And it's like no, the game's not out yet. Thing. Oh, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. The game is called Choo Choo Charles, and it looks fucking hilarious. No. Um, but also because we are in the vein of scary movies, this oh, or scary games, this one actually scared the shit out of me. Um, Fatal Frame was probably the scariest movie I've ever, or scariest game I've ever played. They are coming life. out with another oh, one. God. I know they are. That's why I was bringing it up. So if you guys are looking for a good scary game to play, I highly recommend Fatal Frame. You have to wander through a house, and the only time you can see ghosts is if you pull up your camera to take pictures of them, but you use your camera to steal their souls. It's fucking great. Stranger Things is as scary a thing as I need. Stranger Things Season 1 was scary. That's because it was supposed to be scary, and then the second one was like, we're going to become an action movie. A ghost town in Red Dead is as far as she'll go. What is the friend's name? Oh, I know. In Red Dead Redemption, the ghost town's the furthest she yeah. goes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, the friend's name and what? Uh, the friend that gets killed in by the Demogorgon. Barb. In, uh, Barb. I knew it began with a B. Justice for Barb. Justice yeah. for Barb. <laughs> Justice for Barb. That was God, some yeah. funny shit. It really was. Yeah, it was. All I right. Mean, realistically, All right. they did yeah. Barb dirty. They really did, dude. Yeah. Like they really kind of fucked her over. If we're being all honest here. Um, but also stakes, like yeah, somebody fucking died. Like I, I really like that. There was about a legitimate it. issue. Like well, at the time, it was like scary. yeah, well, yeah. somebody died. <laughs> now it's like tons of people die. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and start. I'm gonna let Lindsay lead us out of here. But thank you, Andrew, for uh, coming back on. You know, I know you've got a couple other episodes that you're coming back for. Um, so I really appreciate you showing up again. Uh, Benjamin or water. I really appreciate you showing up. Uh, I love that you agreed with me on Halloween three. Thank you so much for that. Um, I, mean, I question the sanity of anyone that does. That. I know. I know. <laughs> but Lindsay and I like are, we're always on the same wavelength with shit that I was afraid that she's going to bring somebody on here. That was like, you're crazy. Season of the Witch is the greatest movie ever created by human beings with opposable thumbs. Can you imagine? Someday we'll have someone on who will tell us we're assholes, but today it is not this day. It is not, but not this day. It's not Um, this day. Well, so um, yeah, Hobbit into this. It's that's Return of the King. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. So um, yeah, you guys, it was awesome having you. I'm so glad we got to talk about this stuff for so long with people who really love it. Because especially if it was just Scott and I, it would just be a lot of like, this was great. And I'd be like, "Eh," would be like two hours of that. So I'm really glad that you guys were here. Um, And I'm excited to have you back again soon. As far as what's coming up, we will have the review of Dune will be out on Monday on the 1st. And we're kind of holding back on that one too, letting everyone get through Halloween. So we hope that you guys had a great Halloween. So that'll be out on the first. Um, Then we're going to have Empire Strikes Back will be out the night of the fifth. So get super stoked about that. And then after that, we're going to have the Eternals. We're going to do the Wheel of Time primer. We're going to do Raiders of the Lost Ark. We're going to fucking cover the Wheel of Time. 
on the 20th of November. So all of the best things that could possibly be happening are happening. And I can't wait for everything that's coming up. It's going to be a minute till we go back to Disney. So stay so stoked. We have really cool stuff coming. Um, send us your feedback at go behind the timeline at gmail.com. Let us know if we're right or wrong. Let us know your recommendations. Let us know if you want to come and be on guests on the show. Cause we're having a lot of fun with that. Check us out on Instagram at go behind the timeline where all kinds of shit is happening and we'll continue to the memes are hot. Um, and you can hit us up on Twitter at behind timeline. We always have the episode announcements out there and other exciting things coming from Scott. And, uh, and I think that that's about it. So until we see you guys for Dune on Monday, stay nerdy. See you guys.